Welcome to Across the Park podcast, a football podcast on both Everton and Liverpool Football Club, produced by six mates, the three Reds, Gary, Phil and Terry, and the three Blues, myself, Millsy, Judgy and Craig. Each Monday, we release our latest show. We will discuss the ongoing matters with both teams, whether it be good or bad, opposing views, opinions, banter and debate. We are proud to be a family-friendly football podcast and you can find more about us on our website, www.acrosstheparkpodcast.co.uk. Don't forget to subscribe so you never miss a show on your preferred podcast listening app and make sure you give us a follow on our social media. Twitter is Across the Park PC, Instagram is Across the Park PC and Facebook search Across the Park. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. Hello, welcome to Across the Park, episode number 13. Myself, Millsy and Judgy are the two Blues this week, joined by Terry and Gary as the two Reds. Some games to review and preview. Brighton-Everton, Everton-Wofford, Liverpool-Tottenham, Liverpool-Arsenal, and then Everton-Tottenham and Villa-Liverpool this weekend. Judgy, we played first, and it's also a good way for us to sort of get the show off to a, a bit of a rollicking start. I mean, you've got different opinions on, on sort of Saturday, I thought. I, I, had to I, look, I, I, I had to look twice, first of all. I didn't know it was you, Millsy. Oh, we, we, we lost on back. Yeah, no, up, yeah. Craig's in one of your holiday homes <laughs> in York, isn't he? So. <laughs> <laughs> now, look, I think off air, I mean, you both said, I think you thought up till 2-1, it was a... The, the positives there, up to 2-1, it was a good plan, playing well. My view is, why not keep it at 2-1 then? He had a bad decision, but we went to pot at 2-2. We well, went say, to pot. You say, why not keep it at 2-1? It was 1-1, wasn't it? It was 1-1 up until the, so, the sorry, second, yeah, yeah. 72nd minute. Um, you were on our WhatsApp group going, oh, what's going on? What are them subs? And I said, plain and simple, I said he's gone 4-4-2 mm. just to match them up. They're starting to get back into the game. He's gone 4-4-2 to put some bodies in the middle. We scored two minutes later. Mm. Um, the substitute scores the goal. It looked at that point to be, uh, as you say, a well-executed plan, a good performance. And, you know, again, hopefully at, at that stage it looked like a, a timely three points. But we can't leave it there, can we? No, we can't. Of course we can't. Of course, of course we can't. And I'm, I'm not suggesting, well, I wish we could. <laughs> I wish we could just leave it there. Um, but, yeah, obviously what happened next, the the penalty. I mean, um, I, I know this is going to be, let, let's, let's leave the decision alone for a second because mm. it happens. We'll come back to it in a minute. And I know the Reds will want to jump in and have their, their sixpence on that as well. But they, they get a penalty. They score the penalty. After that, we we just we, we went to pieces. We were chasing the game. Um, I mean, uh, the 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 person, the first, and I, I know we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna clash on on the manager in the moment, and, and rightfully so. He's got he's got to come in for some criticism. But what we've got to accept is at two two, we can't make any more changes. He's made all the substitutions. Mm. The players that are out there have got to be the players to finish the game at that stage. We can't do anything with the actual personnel. He can potentially move the shape around, but at that stage he's got uh, Calvert-Lewin on there, Richarlison's on there, obviously Bernard's gone off injured. He's got two players who you consider as out now forwards in Calvert-Lewin and, and Richarlison. The rest of the players are on there are midfielders. They should be capable of just putting a, a you know, hmm. a, a, creating a line of defence, if you like, for, for when, we're, we're, when we haven't got the ball. In terms of when we got the ball, we're still, we're still set up to go and score a goal because that was what, you know that that's what he he brought them well, players we on for. Caught on the counter. For the got third, caught on the, we got thought caught on the counter. If you look at uh, Jibble Sadibi is in a ridiculous position. Mm. He's miles up the pitch, and he's cantering back to try and to try and recover. Doesn't quite obviously. It doesn't quite get there because the ball that comes in comes in from his position where Andre Gomez has tried to cover, and we've seen that against Villa where, where Andre Gomez is trying mm. to get back and cover the fullbacks. He's not physically good enough. Mm. 1v1 in a wide area he's not he's not quick enough he's not agile enough centrally he's alright 
but exactly the same position as where Villa scored their goal, their winning their winning goal and two two nil win or the second goal if you like. When Andre Gomez got caught, well, he didn't get caught out. He's he being asked up, to fill in, yeah. He's a fill in. He wasn't, he wasn't able to do it. And, and you're going to have that problem when you've got, to think, two players in, in Gomez and, and, and Davis who, who, are, who are more attacking. Uh, they're not known for the, the defensive work, typically. But the big question for me is, where the hell is this experienced England defender slash midfielder Player who's won titles with Man City. Where's he in, in this in this equation? Why on earth is he not the person covering in that position? Why on earth is he at 2-2, not looking around at his inexperienced teammates and going, right, this is what we do now. I know the manager. It's the 80th minute. I don't know many managers who can have an influence on the game. That frenetic at 2-2. There's nothing he can do there. Now, we'll, we'll come on to speak about the bigger picture again and, and, and maybe this silver squad or team that, that's, that's inept and not good enough, but... For me, looking round, I'm just, look. I'd like to just bl- I'd like to be able to just blame the manager and go. Let's get rid of the manager. It's that simple. It's not that simple. No, they're not. Bl- the players aren't blameless. The players are the ones, and you rightly said they're at two two over the last ten minutes. The players are on the pitch, but we rolled our dice. I think we rolled the dice there to go and win the game. Now, if me and you were stood in the ends, which we were, but if if, if we were on Saturday, we'd be happy. With, we okay. He's brought a striker on. The striker scores. We're two on up, but it was the it was the lack of of plan. What if? It stays one one. What if it goes two two? What if it stays one? You don't want it to stay one. What if it was a draw? Where's where's the plan? How many times we criticised him for not making a change early enough? He's made a change, and we scored straight away. It seems to me like those changes were set up that we weren't going to be attacked. Because as soon as we were attacked, it was the the cohesion was everywhere. I said to you, watching the game, you say attacked. You say attacked, right? We're set up in a very very organised shape, and he clipped one over the top. We've got to get onto the penalty because we can't not. We, no, they clipped can't. one over the top. The ball's bounced over the forward's head, went out to play, and a, and a penalty's been given. Mm. Uh, we were set up pretty well, pretty well organised for a good five minutes after that goal. They didn't do anything. They were knocking the ball about, but they didn't create any chances. They clipped one ambitiously over the top, and uh, the ref hasn't. Get, no one, the commentator, the fans, the players. There's only the fact the players rolling around on the floor that there's anything to even look at. Even Glenn Murray on Radio 5, he said it weren't a penalty. The, there's, the, captain. there's no one. There's no one who's played the game or who's been involved in the game that can really, with any any authority, say that's a penalty. Now, I, I, I was looking at it as as, as like um, unbiased, in an, as, as most unbiased manner as possible the other day, and I was thinking, if that's clipped into the corner... And you, you, your forward gets caught in the corner. You probably expect a free kick because mm. he's been stood on. And I go, yeah, fair enough. And 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 therefore, on that premise, it's it's a penalty. Well, they came out that Diaco had a statement today for well, not a statement, but the reasons why Everton were entitled to a written explanation as to why yeah. it was given, and and he got it. And it was basically because David Silva didn't get a similar one at Bournemouth where he was stood on, and they came out and said that was a mistake. So that's obviously been on their minds when, when they give it, whoever's given it in that, in that area. has probably got a list. He's probably got like what to look out for, what's been missed in the past, and he's gone, we've missed one of those, been crucified for it in the past. Penalty. Well, it's, it's clearly been an agenda, because mm. there's been a few since this weekend. Now there's been there's been quite a few that far have overturned this, mm. this weekend. So it was almost the start of, right, This is we, we've learned, we're learning from our mistakes, let, let's start changing things now. And it's just every week there seems to be something different. Every week there seems to be a different interpretation. Every week there seems to be a different type of decision they're starting to clamp down on or change. It's just, uh, it's not fair on the players. It's not fair on the manager. Mm. It's not fair, and and that's why 
I'm 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 not look. I've said this a few few times to you in our WhatsApp group. I'm not sitting here defending Silver, and I, and I know it might seem like I am. I'm sitting here saying that there's a lot of a lot of things that are that are working against them at this moment in time, and one of them being players out there that that that, that are inept and not not able to deal with it. These are players are on eighty thousand pounds a week. Do you deal not with think, the situation. Do you think another manager or a coach could get more out of this group of players? Well, all right, you say that, but we we he set the team up. He's put the team out. We we've we've gone and we've took the lead. Um, we we've we've come back into the game. Um, I say we took the lead. Dave took the lead. Apologies, Dave took the lead. We got back into the game. We've went in front after he's made more changes. What more can the manager do at that stage? At half time, he's clearly done okay because we've settled the game down the second half despite a bit of a ropey first half mm. he's made the changes when he needed to make the changes and we've went in front in the 80th minute I stand by it without no substitutions to me I can't think of a manager in the world who could have flipped that round flipped it on its head after we conceded that penalty because he, do, he doesn't lose his job based on Saturday if he loses it it's based on winning 18 yeah, league games in 48 we're, we're talking about Saturday though yeah I know but we're talking about Saturday and you're making out like my decision of, of not being with Silver is based on Saturday I'm not, I don't, I'm not, I'm I don't saying... think we played that bad Saturday I'm, I'm with you I think we were really unlucky there was a lot of factors that went against us but in the cold light of day you, you look at Everton this season and large patches of last season it's nowhere near good no enough. it's not good enough I, I can't agree with you more I, I, I can't Agree with the you know any more than than, than that statement. It, it isn't good enough. You're right. It's absolutely not good enough. But we we've got it. We, we've said it so many times. We've got to move. We've got to move away from this attitude as a club. But let's just get rid of him and it'll change. It won't. And I stand by. I, and, and I'll stand by the statements. There's no other manager we can bring in right now that's going to get any more out of those players. Let me read this list. And I prepared this list today. <laughs> it's the list. It's going to be like the the Brendan Rodgers. It's the Brendan Rodgers envelope when he gets it out. <laughs> Right, these are players that were in in the, in the Everton squad before Marco Silva took over. Okay, Michael Keane, mm. Jordan Pickford, mm. Morgan Schneiderlin, mm-hmm. Dominic Calvert Lowen, mm. Calvert Lowen, Calvert Lowen, Calvert Lowen. It's a low we are. Lowen's got a new name. Yeah, low, yeah Cal- <laughs> Calvert Lowen scored. Scored on Saturday though. Seamus Coleman, yeah. Gilfie Sigurdsson, yeah. Theo Walcott, yeah. Cheng Tosin, Tom Davies, who's potentially a bit of an anomaly there because he, he's a youngster. Okay, is there any players in that list that you would say this season have have been good enough? No, but it, it, I know where you're going, and it, it echoes what we've said previously. And it's his own fault for sticking with these players. If he knows, but what choice has he got? It, All the players in the list. Okay, he so got? he's, he's, got, he's right. got a director of football and a billionaire owner. No, no, no. That, is that his choice? Of, of course. It, it, so, so, so it's his choice to go and do the job of the director, director of football now, he, is he, it? He publicly, he's tried to sell. He publicly he's tried to sell most of those players. He's tried to sell most of those players. No, he said Morgan Sadler's not going. He's a number six for Everton. He tried season. to sell more. No, he there's no. He tried to sell Morgan Sadler. He, he did. He, he said we can't lose. Yeah, him. because we yeah, because because no one brought because Brands didn't bring in a defensive midfielder or any midfielder. How do you know Brands? You've just said he's got a director of football and a billionaire, a billionaire owner yeah. who needs to be signing players. So, so why did bang on the door and say, look, what I've got out there is not good enough? So is he not done press conferences at the start of the season as soon as the window closed saying I'm disappointed? No, I'm disappointed with what we've done. I don't think the squads are strong 
strong as it was last year. We've lost Ganagai. We've lost Zuma. He publicly said this squad is not good enough and it's not as good as it was last season. He said going into the last week that he wants at least another five. I, I remember yeah, the window I shut think... and he said, I told the boards what I wanted, but I tell you what, you're not going to last very long at any big club. If you sit no. there and you don't get what you want and then you go to the Echo the next day and whine we, about we it. We had this conversation in the summer, didn't we? Well, That's yeah, I mean, the, 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 the thing for me on this one is it feels a little bit like, like when we had Rodgers. He's a manager who, because he's still quite young yes, and, yeah. and sort of inexperienced he hasn't got the clout or the cachet to be able to turn around and demand something because he isn't a serial this winner and so it's hard to turn around and say well look what I've done so get on side with me and look what I've done this is the biggest and job that's, he's that's had that's the issue the biggest, he said this is the biggest club I've been at mm. by a mile it's the biggest job he's had and I've said to you this today in the group he's what early 40s he's a very young coach never mind your manager I don't think he's really a manager if you're going to classify them as managers and coaches I don't think that's his mantra that's why we've got a director of football now and, and I'm I'm starting if anyone's not asking questions right now of that director of football he's a blind and I'm, I'm looking across at you and I'm looking at any Evertonian who's not questioning the management above Silver at this stage he hasn't been supported well enough one we're bringing players who are good enough to replace those players I've just read out then he dropped Gilfie Sigurdsson a few weeks ago and Schneiderland too late. I'll give you that. But the, the lack of depth below it is impossible to ignore. The, the players he's brought in, or if you're gonna, so if you're saying it was his job to bring players in, Yeri Mina has been one of the, the shining lights this of the season. season. Yeah. Luca Dean has, has, has been outstanding last season, a little mm. bit shaky at times this season, but he's still been, without doubt, one of our best players for... Bernard, mm. again, you, you, you rave enough about him. Richarlison's been off the boil slightly, but he's still, he'd still walk into most teams in the Premier League. Um, Moise Keane hasn't quite got going yet, but he's, there's clearly, it's clearly a lot of potential there. Sadebi's come into the team in the last few weeks, and I don't think he was, I don't think he was, I don't think he has a bad game Saturday, to be honest. I think he was caught out of position, high up the pitch, but I think he was a player who's probably guilty of thinking we should be winning this game. But again, I don't, I don't think in another side. Like you look at the way they play with Trent. If that was in their side, someone would have covered that position, and it would have been an able midfielder, or it would have been a, you know, it would have been a Fabinho or something who'd stepped in there. It wouldn't have been maybe a, a Henderson who ends up right back. We've got Delph now. Delph is again. I've just had to go with Delph, but I think when we signed him, and certainly looking compared Delph with Schneiderlin, would you rather have? Yeah, I know that's probably, probably, I'll probably Delph, but I'm not yeah. going to jump and say. No, no, it, like. I, I, I know that. Jean-Philippe uh, Gabamon or JPG. I know, exactly, but it, but it's still a signing that would have improved some of the players <coughs> that I've just read out on the list then. And Alex Iwobi. Alex Iwobi, again, has been one of the shining lights of the season. So what I'm, I'm saying, I've what said, I'm saying I've is said to you before, put I'm more of the players. What you're saying, yeah, I agree with what you're but saying. get rid of some of them players higher up the list. Or if you can't get rid of them, like like Teddy was saying at, at, in, in the summer, you can't keep going. Oh, we've had a bad sim summer a few years ago, so we're going to have to be a bit more sensible with the money. No, you've had a bad summer by giving Steve Walsh a load of money and letting him spon spend it irresponsibly. If you believe you've got a director of football in there now who's on the board, so he must be trusted, mm. then give him some money and allow him to get some players that replace some of the dross that I've just read out in the, in the list above. But the, the, the players I read out, read out at the start are still having to play. Michael Keane... Had a few good I don't games. I with that team you just said they're still having to play. All we're, right. we're not oh, skins so, and we're so trying to please who, them. So, so, oh, so it's not David Moyes who, yeah. who's got to play, you know, Pistoni because he yeah, can't so, buy a so, so why didn't we replace? Why didn't we bring another centre back in then? I why is my I don't know whose fault it is. I don't know whose yeah. fault it is. I'm not saying it's Brands or Silver's fault. Brands could be for me as guilty as Silver. This whole thing. Thank thing's you. Not, well, that's, that's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. I'm just switching across to the to the Reds. Eighteen months in, 
to to collapse rain with you as you started the season where you, you just lost to Madrid in the final and you've had a front three of what what Mane, Firmino, Salah. If he was still playing uh, what, uh, Balotelli and, and Lambert 18 months on, would you not be saying, hang on, should be replacing yeah, these? The, 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 the thing is... It's though, not down I'm, to the manager to replace one no, of but like I said before, enough. you've got to have a manager who's capable of replacing, yeah, who's, who's yeah. a big enough draw to attract them players to. and who's got you know enough clout to be able to say to that director of football and the owners, back me. Because look at me, look, this is what I can do and what I can deliver. Now, that's the problem that I think you've had from the start. And it was something that we highlighted. It was always going to be a, a couple of years project. But the problem with you is you spend so much money that there's so much expectation pulled forward into the present. Mm. And you've got a young coach. Relatively, a though, really we young haven't coach. this summer. No, the pressure's on him. Summer, pre- what I'm saying, the pressure's on him because of the poor work that was done two years ago. Yeah, yeah. It's not fair. And now, you're saying, Millsy, we want, and I know where you're going with this. Sorry, Teddy. I know where you're going. You want a big-name manager. You want, let's bring in a, a proven winner. We can't do that now because we've got a director of football. No big manager and, and successful managers are going to work in a structure where they get told who to sign and what criteria of players they can sign. Mourinho wouldn't walk, walk into a club. Mourinho. I've never all right, said well, I'm, All right, well, I'm talking about a Mourinho-type Esque manager, someone who's proven has won trophies at European level in domestic leagues. They're not going to be walk. They're going to walk and not going to walk into a job and be told you can't sign a player who's under 27. You can't sign a player over 27 who wants more than 80 grand a week and who's on a one or two year. Which I believe is what the type of criteria that's being placed mm. on whether you call it on silver or whether it's placed on brands. That is the criteria that's been put in place. I don't know whether brands has put that in place. And this is what I'm talking about: clarity. I'm saying to you. I'm saying to you now. If that type of that type of criteria has been put in place, then it needs to be made clear to the fans, so the fans can have a bit more time for Silver. Now, if he's not willing to give ta- S- Silver time, and this is Brands, and he believes the Silver isn't the right man, they needs to come out and go right on the boss here, and I'll decide what's going to happen. I'll decide when he's going to go, and I'll decide who's going to come in. That might the come. fans that haven't might come. come. But when? When's it going to come? How when, far when are we going to go? When it gets bad enough. If we lost, uh, to, so we- if we lost to West Ham last week, I think the time would be now. When it gets bad enough, you, you were coming on here. Correct me wrong. You were coming on here to say I'm finished. I'm done with. I don't think it's good enough at all. I don't, I don't think, think it's good enough at all. And you saying there about me wanting big name managers? I've never said that. There's a number of coaches out there. And I don't know names. You have. You have said who, that. Who and, what said? You, and what you've said? No, you haven't said particular names. What you've said is we can't just keep going for managers that have that have not done nothing. We, we can't. Get, we've yeah? just, we, we've waited right. Wigan, Southampton, and Wofford in for their managers the past three years or yeah, four so, years. So you need to change your structure. We need then to change to do that. it. There's and, coaches out there who are working. That's a massive. There's coaches out there. I don't know names, but there's coaches out there surely who would work. And the structure we've got, and do best than what Marco Silva's doing. I almost think you're, you know, you've both got an argument that being right here. I think Judgey's right in that it, it, it isn't isolated to Silva. You know, he's working with constraints that a lot no, of other I, managers I, wouldn't I, work I with. But at the same time, what I will say from outside looking in, I think there's a soft underbelly or mentality weakness about that team. And is for for whatever reason, it isn't down to brands. The manager's got to be the one. As soon as you face a bit of adversity, you just collapse. Like obviously the derby killed yeah. us last season, <clears throat> and then you just absolutely fell apart after that. That pen that's gone against us there at the weekend. It was a sick and it was a, it was rough. You mm. know, I would, if that went against us as a Liverpool fan, I'd be distraught. It's terrible. To go against you, but, <laughs> but what I'm saying is, it's how it's the reaction to your players. All, all of right, a sudden, they just fell apart. No, 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 steel. I, and I, that's I, on the manager. I agree, I, of course it is. I, I, I agree with that, and I, I can't disagree with that. All I, all I am going to say is that when you bring the likes of Tom Davies, when you bring the likes of Dominic Calvert-Lewin, when you bring Sadibu, who hasn't played games, now he's an experienced player, but he's young, Holgate's in the team, you're going to get that. Now, what, I'm, the re, what I was getting at with the lack of depth is we haven't brought in not only a replacement centre-back, we haven't even brought in a first-choice centre-back to come into that team. Mm. We also haven't brought in a recognised, experienced striker to come to that team. 
and we haven't brought in an experienced or a, a quality centre mid. They're the three positions that are right through the Spania team. And we've got Mason Olgate playing there, who's a kid who struggled at West Brom to hold down a centre-back position, so they had to put him right back. Tom Davies, who's played under five different managers and hasn't held down a regular position in the team. And Dominic Calvert-Lewin, who, despite scoring on Saturday, can't hit a barn door with a banjo and can only play in one or two positions. An experienced centre forward or an experienced player in that position, in that being 2 1 in a game, or any experienced player in that team would have went, right, boys, this is what we do now. And you're right about that soft underbelly, but you can't, you can't, you can't instill a tough underbelly or the opposite to that with kids who, who haven't had any success and haven't had any reason to be. You know, to, to, to gain that steal. Yeah, but I think it, that's where, you know, they will look to the manager and you've got to have the confidence that your manager, like, you, you, you know what I mean? You can look to him and believe in his tactics or believe that he's, he's going to be able to do something or, or mm. tweak something or move someone round or something. So it's like, and, and I know what you're saying, this player's got to take responsibility and with kids it's difficult, but it's something that, you know, between Brands We've and Silver got wrong. They haven't got leaders on that pitch. No, we haven't. And that, well, well, Fabian's elf, I think they would have expected to be a leader. I think if, he, if he's breaking the mould of that criteria of, you know, players that are over 27 and all that, he fits into that. Mm. And, and again, and, and listen, this is not... And I know Evertonians be listening. This go why deflecting off Silver. I'm not because I'm I'm disappointed and and I'm I'm hoping I'm hoping that he that he that he turns it around. But if he doesn't, then he he does need to go. And, I think and this right now is reflective of the fan base. I think possibly. some some are thinking what I'm thinking. I think we're about nothing. Some are thinking no, like you, there's a project and let's maybe no, give a bit I more. Don't use the pro- no, I'm, sick I think- I'm sick of the word project, but. I think eighty percent of the fans are in your boat, and I'm and I'm. It would be easy for me to come out here and just slate oh, yeah, the whole okay. same thing that we've done and that we've seen all over the media and we've seen on Twitter and all that. Get them out. We need to get someone else in. But I, I'm I'm sitting here scratching my head and I'm looking at the players that he's still got to have in his squad. There's none of the players in that list up there, bar Cheng Tosin that I read out that he's actually alienated because he can't. Away he from can't aw- away from him being a coach, personality wise. Yeah. Do you like him? Um, I'm, I'm leading some. I'm leading some with this. Personality-wise, no. Did you like Ronald Koeman? No. Because Koeman suffered the same fate as what Silva right. might be about to suffer now. The well, director of football, what you're saying there in your arguments, let Ronald Koeman down, and he got mm. sacked in October because it weren't good enough. No one said then that was a terrible window. It was just get rid of him and get a new coach in to get a tune out these players. That's what I'm saying now. All right. The the, the difference with that window is net spends. It was. Put through the roof. <laughs> we we were about two. We spent about two hundred and fifty million and completely broke the wage structure. Mm. So it's a completely different circumstance for one. Two, Ronald Koeman was getting hidings left, right, and centre. He he was taking big defeats there. Now I know he has a tough a tough start as well, but no, the, the, we we now know, and and this is this is this is what I levelled at you. We now know, with the benefit of hindsight, that, that Steve Walsh was, was was the bigger part of the problem. And mm. I was talking to me wrong. I don't think Cumin was the right man long term. But he probably still got, would have been able to get a tune out of those players had we bought a striker instead of a Rooney or instead of a Sigurdsson. He's the first 10th that season, Cumin. Where Allardyce finished ninth, I think. Cumin would have finished ninth or 10th that season, no problem. Mm, possibly, yeah. He would never possibly. go down. On, no, on, no. I, I just think you wonder whether the players are just confidence was so low and that type of personality wasn't going to be able to turn it round but mm. again we, we will never know and thankfully we won't have to know because we, we, we were alright in the end the one thing I will agree you say clarity with one, on brands come out give us clarity I agree on one point we need to know who's signing the players yeah we do need to know who's signing the players not, because it's not, yeah. it was a scattergun approach the last week in the window it was Decore it was Zaha it was you know, a Wobi and, and we're talking proper bids here they weren't, they weren't and we're like talking if we've had that money for six yeah. weeks 
then why weren't these in in, in um, Austria with the first team, you know, developing and being part of a team that'll start the season? I don't, I, I don't think that he will ever any director of football will come out and back a manager who's in such a bad run only for three weeks down the line to sack him because it's egg on his face then as well. I don't think he's going to get that clarity. No, I'm not expecting the level of clarity like he's going to write an autobiography or anything. I don't want to know why why he's doing everything he's doing. I don't want that. I just want to some kind of... Because Everton sent that big, lovely dossier out to all the fans in the summer. This is what we're about. Yeah. We've now got a lot more clear lines of communication and leadership and all that. Where's that leadership now? Machiri's gone missing off the map, Evan heard him on TalkSport for the last three or four months after he was... You know, it was a, you couldn't you couldn't get rid of him a few months. Yeah, exactly. Now I know there's stuff going on with the stadium and whether that's you know they don't want to be seen or heard in public because there's in you know there's insecurities around that as well. But that's the reason why you've got a board and you've got someone like Brands who's who's responsible for football operations. He shouldn't be worrying about the grounds. Mm. Why, why is he not being that leadership figure now and going? Well, look, this is because if you come right, you know what? If you come out with a powerful message, it was look, this is the situation. Now I'm not I'm not defending the manager of the hill, but what I am going to say is we need to stick by him. We need to do this. And we need to do that. I've signed the players, and if there's there's gripes around the squad that need to improve, then then that stops with me. But day to day, the the coach is is running things, and it's his job to get a tune out of them players. That that that's a start. But there's so much it. We, it is a, it's a transition period. I'm not going to call it a project. It's a transition period in the sense of the structure. The fans deserve more clarity around that structure and what it means and who the the book stops with when it comes to signings. We shouldn't. We know who the book stops with in relation to these results. It's mm. Marco Silva, and he's taking that pressure. He's not. He's not. He's not walking away from. He's not saying shying away from. He's coming out and saying that was not good enough and, and this was not good enough. Equally, I, I'm sh- I'm sure from what I hear of you know the the echo are writing a lot about. <coughs> Off, off, off air in terms of when the mic goes off, he talks very openly and honest to the press, and he's 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 hating as much as anyone, you know, at this moment in time. Although, as as for question that on Saturday night, with how I was feeling, mm. um, but look, let's just draw a line under that that result on Saturday. It was a desperately disappointing result, and very reflective of of what we've seen so far this season. You're right, Teddy. It 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 reflects once again a very soft underbelly that we've got in there. But I can't say that looking at that team, I'm surprised by that underbelly. I think what we've got to accept now, again, you, you look at the stats and the stats don't tell it all, but we still had seven, eight shots on target. We we need to be two goals in front to, to see a game out. That's just the way this team is at the moment. I'm not saying it's a, anywhere near, you know, yous were anywhere near as bad as it was, but I keep, keep pointing to the way yous were in that first season under Klopp and yous always needed a two-goal lead to see us. Yeah, but the difference yeah. is, you had lethal forwards that would yeah. do the job. And when you've got in a position of ascendancy, you just put teams away four or five nil. We're, we're playing like the likes of West Ham last week and we should have been winning that six nil. It ends up being two nil. And it was squeaky one. bum, yeah? yeah? So, you know, if we've got a soft under, underbelly, what I'm saying is that it's... Um, <laughs> it's got to be addressed. By, but whoever's buying these players, that's got to be yeah, but number equally, one. The one, thing, the one thing I would put Silver responsible for is he's got to do more on the training pitch to, to get to for our strikers forward to be more clinical. Do you think Moise Keane is his signing? <sighs> Based on the minutes and, and he's not being turned to when it's, you know, Calvert-Lewin, look, it worked. He came I, on, he scored, s- but it's Calvert-Lewin s- being turned to. Not I've got to say no because... He, almost, he put him in, or he took him a while to put him in initially, didn't yeah. he? And he started him. Was it against Sheffield United? It started? was against the Wolves. Up front on his own, weren't he? And then he'd done the same against Sheffield's, um, Sheffield United. Sheffield United, yeah. yeah. He also played the cup games, didn't he, at Lincoln? It, it was a, 
No, he didn't, did he? No, he didn't. Oh, yeah. Lincoln, he did. Lincoln, yeah. he, I was thinking of the Sheffield Wednesday game. No, it, it, the way he's the way he's put him in and took him out suggests that it's like, go on, there, he, there you go, I'm playing him. Hmm. What's he doing? Do you know what I mean? And, and now the, the pressure's really on. It's almost as though Brandon's went to, okay, look, do what you need to for the next few weeks because you need to get some results. Yeah, so, I think that, I think yeah. the fact that Silva's quite wedded to his one up front, isn't he, in, in terms of a striker signing. Moise Kenny's only ever played in a two. Doesn't seem like his type of signing. He does played it. In, a, in a sort of a three. No, he played. Play. No, he played in a three. But Manzuki Manzu played off the left. Yeah, yeah so but Manzuki played, played off the left. But it was a yeah. bit more of as a target man, left left inside forward, yeah. rather than like the way we use Manzuki. It was three strikers. It wasn't yeah, like yeah. wired. It was three. But, but he certainly wasn't like on his own, no, was no, he? Yeah. Like through the middle in a no, field. He, was, he wasn't isolated. No, the, yeah. the way that he is in, in in silver shape. I mean, that that's one thing I've got to I've got to agree with you on. I know it's something you pipe on a lot on a lot a lot of Everton fans too. That that same shape that we throw out every week at the four two three one. That that that's got to be something we've got to play with. If we're not scoring the goals in that shape in that formation, and if, you know we've got players that are good enough to score goals, which we have, we've got players who, who historically have scored goals. You know, namely, namely with Charleston, Sigurdsson, who again is in and out the team. Awobi has, has shown he can get goals. There are players that are capable of getting goals. Mm. He's got to find a formula for them to get the three or four goals, which at the moment we, we look it looks like we need to win games. Mm. But look, it, it was a it was a horrible. Horrible <laughs> day yeah, in the end. Here we are again. Another big game. Waffers in the cup. I mean, we, there was all these rumours that he had three games to, to save his job. Look, he's won one. He's lost one. Let's forget Marco Silva for the minute. We've mm. got a chance here as fans to watch our team go into the quarter final of a domestic cup competition. Can, can a cup competition say? that we've never won. You know, we're, we're historically not very good in this competition. But I think as fans, we've always said, why don't we take this competition seriously? If we win tomorrow in the quarterfinal, it's quite an amusing conversation. One of my colleagues, Kaylee, her partner's a, a Wofford fan. Um, Barry, I think his name is, and he, you know he grew up grew up near Wofford and whatever. And he's going <coughs> the game tomorrow, and he said, if I was to predict the the result tomorrow. I think both teams will go out and VAR will go through. <laughs> <laughs> I said that's how that's how dreadful both teams are at the moment because Watford aren't having a great time either. Um, but no, have, it, they, it, have they even won a game this season? I'm sure they've I'm sure they've won a game this year. It's, 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 it's a big game, isn't it? Let, let's yeah, forget let's forget what we think about the coach or, or the director of football. It's a big game tomorrow, isn't it? Or tonight if you're listening on Tuesday. Yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a it's a massive game. It's a massive game for the club. Um it's a massive game for the fans. I mean, I know you saying like people in your work are saying, Oh, we get beat, so Silver gets sacked, we're not gonna go back to that, but mm. I know that that's 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 some some other our work today said look I, look I don't want to um, get beat one 0 tomorrow or win one 0 because it, it delays the inevitable I'd rather get some five 0 terrible and he's that's gone. nonsense so what it so then nonsense. so what what if what if you get beat in the next game the he league. goes a new manager comes in but you've lost the chance of a cup yeah, competition for a new manager Terry, uh, Terry I, I, I'm not criticising any Everton name but me and Judge you were on a, a, a coach on our way home from Wembley in 2016 where United done us and a few people on that coach were saying oh well Martinez is gone now every cloud. It happens. It's it happens, doesn't it? Yeah. Mad. But yeah, it, come back to the game itself. It, it it it's again a good opportunity, I think, for for some of the players who, I don't know, um, might consider themselves to be not in the in the best of form. Um, Schneiderlin, Sigurdsson, oh, health. Yeah, it's <laughs> yeah, it just depresses you when you you list all them. It, it's it's it's. Sure, can I just can I just surely you just you go with the West Ham team. You're at oh, home. Bernard's out. He's done his media like oh, well, he's, he's out. But other than that, you you wouldn't you wouldn't expect wholesale changes, would you? But I mean, well, if you, if you bring Sigurdsson in, I've, I've been saying for a while that Sigurdsson is not a high tempo player, and, and we, the difference in our play against West Ham was the tempo. So you bring him 
come in, you're a better type. So he, you might he, have he to has bring... to come in, doesn't he? Mm. If it's our best team on paper, unfortunately, unless unless you go four four two. Richarlison left maybe and Lewin centre. Well, why yeah. why can't you play like Walcott on the right or Wolby and Richarlison as the three behind a central striker? I, I don't I don't think he will but, do that. What and then Delph Gomez and Davies is the, the three. But yeah, I don't you understand haven't, why you, you haven't really got a ten then, have you? No, he doesn't need. He said he said openly, hasn't he, that he wanted to play four three three this year without Gabamon. He struggled to have a, a three hmm. that is strong and balanced enough. It's fair. If Davies has been playing the, the last few weeks, then there's no reason why we couldn't play an out and out four three three and play. But a Wobie isn't isn't a forwards, is he? Do you know what I mean? He, no, he, he is he, that he, kind of go between. He's, he's done bits in that sort of number ten role where he looks like he might be able to offer something there or do something in it. If he did he? play, if he did play with Charleston through the centre and a Wobie to the left, he would have more of a tendency to rotate, wouldn't he? With mm. a Wobie dropping well, into well, the right still. yeah. So it, there's there's potential for that to happen. I think he will be tempted to to go to his go to man as in Gilfie Sigurdsson. I don't want to be too early to criticise that because. You know, it's might be two nil seconds. Well, he tends to be the type of player, doesn't he? Who when the when the chips are down, unlike a lot of players in that squad who we've went through there, he does tend to be one of the players who, when the chips are really down and people are really on his case, he kind of comes up with something like he did off the bench the other day, um, the other day last week. I, I don't know. I would like to see more of a four three three, even honest, because I've just obviously as a, as a pop at the four two three one. Um, Watford, on the other hand, are starting to look a lot more solid at the back. Which doesn't it isn't um, doesn't fill me with a great deal mm. of optimism for us. The only can see you know the one one against Tottenham. I think they drew nil nil at the weekend. Don't yeah. look like they got a lot of goals in them. No, Gazzini's out, isn't he? But they've they started playing three at the back. Watford, yeah. which is like a you know a, a bit of a change of formation for them, and it's starting to work for them playing that three on the they'll back. Come, they'll come and they, try and be solid, yeah. Well, but, but that's it. They're starting to see that as Judy just said there. They've, they've Grand out some draws, they're not conceding many goals, they're not scoring many goals, but you know what I mean? It, maybe it is a, something that you need to think about and will he change something to, to try and counteract the fact that they do play three at the back? Is Jeremy mean it's not going to be fit, is he surely? He, he travels with them on Friday, so, so mm. he's close regardless. Mm. I don't know how, whether you Would you drop Keane or, or would you drop Holgate? I'd drop Keane, honestly. Yeah, I would. I, I, I think the time has come now, he, he needs to be taken out the side for his, for his own. Yeah, for his own sanity because it is not going, going well for him. The crowd will turn. Our crowd can turn. No, no, and, and, and I think th- I think he's a very fragile character <laughs> himself. And and that penalty, whether you think it's a penalty or not a penalty, it's got to have affected him because mm. he'd be thinking, "I've got too close to him," or you know, it is sloppy. You know what I mean? And when I watched it the first time and I seen it slow motion because I was watching it on like a foreign channel, I didn't have the commentary. I just seen slow motion. I thought that's sloppy. Mm. Why are you getting so close to him? And and there is there's got to be a, a party that does you know. So, uh, is of that opinion as well. So I, I'd take I'd take Keno for Mina. They they both had a decent game at Chef Web when we played away. Does Coleman come back in? I think Coleman comes back in. Yeah, I think Sadibi done okay up up mm. until he, he got until caught. He, you know, it, yeah. one mistake in the game and he got caught, which is quite harsh on paper, but it happens. Yeah, so yeah, you know, if, if we're going to be a team who are, who are ambitious enough and we want to improve from where we are and go into this quarter final. You've got to say to Gibraltar, unfortunately, mate. You know, you, you had the mistake on Saturday. The captain comes back in, now. And, and there's no one who's gonna. There's no one in our squad who wants to win a trophy more than Seamus Coleman. No matter yeah. what you say about his form and this, that, and the other, he's going to be someone who, who I think, you know what? You look at that game on Saturday, and he's probably one of the players who may have been able to galvanise that side mm-hmm. at two-one or two-two and got us something out of the game. Um, so yeah, I think more than anything else, Silver will, and, and the other players might be looking for that to that leadership. Tomorrow, um, if if we win, which which I think we will, we've got a big game. We'll talk about on, on later on against Tottenham on Sunday. What do we do? Do we say right to start again here? 
like we did at West Ham, or do we say, well, it's two out of three, I, and, I, and we look it, at a positive? It's or? the next game, isn't it? I think you've got to take every game one at a time. Now, I don't think we can get two carries away, certainly, if we beat a Watford team. That, thanks, Gary, haven't won in the league yet. Um, but <laughs> yeah, equally... VAR check confirms yeah, they haven't won in the league. But, e- but equally, I don't think um, I don't think it's something we can go away. We've turned the corner either. I think it's a game that we should be winning. It's a, it's a League Cup game at home to Watford. I think they might make a few changes because he's got to try and address that league form. Will he be looking at it and going, is a chance to shine, boost confidence? I don't know, but I think he'll make some changes. I think he'll be tempted to do that and focus on the league. I don't think he needs... If you're bottom of the league and haven't won a league game yet, you've got to be starting to think about prioritising the league, haven't you? Mm. I hope. Well, that's why I hate that. You've just said there, and I'm guilty of it, where you say, look, if we beat them, then we're not going to say, oh, we've turned a corner. No. So, so uh, well, me, I'm, I'm guilty of this. I'll leave tomorrow, winning 1-0. I won't think that. And I should be thinking that. You should be buoyed by that. Yeah, and I this, get, well, this no, little negative no, spin no, of the club I, at the minute. It's not a neg- negative spirit. I'm just saying, one game at a time, be happy with what you've got tomorrow, which I think, if we win tomorrow, you've got to be pleased with that. You know, we're into the, was it the fifth round, which is it's the quarter-final. Quarter yeah, yeah the, the quarter-final of the cup competition. It's, you know, two games away from Wembley um, if we win tomorrow. So, you've got to look at it from that positive, but then look at the Tottenham game as an isolated game again. It's We will look ahead it in a minute, but I don't think... Tomorrow's game has any burden on Tottenham, and I equally don't think it has any burden on the last game either. It's just a, it's just another game, and that's the way at the moment. I think he's got to treat each game because clearly the players. I think the players got a bit carried away. That's the West Ham game, you know. Reading in between, reading in between the lines of what the media was saying, they, they went to Finch Farm. It's buzzing. All the players are there, happy and all that. Everyone got carried away. You, no, even you did. I predicted yeah, Everton win. <laughs> yeah, it, I think it was such a good performance. I know Craig was saying. Craig got a lot of stick by you from from you saying it's the best performance in two years, but four years yet. Four years, well, still I, I can see why he, he thought that because it was it was a well-rounded performance and it was from minute one to the ninetieth minute we looked like we were at it and we wanted it. So whether it was the best performance or whether it was the most spirited performance, it was different. Um, I got proper Everton in our prediction league first time ever. Oh. Got roped into them pl- having a decent game against West Ham. Went squared, yeah, two 0 against Brighton, three <laughs> two. <laughs> <laughs> they roped everyone with that West Ham. That West Ham victory, honestly, roped everyone in. Look, we'll move on from Everton. We'll talk more Everton later. Myself and Judge will preview the Tottenham game on Sunday. Sorry, quick position. I know we don't put it on. Oh, for the cup game, yeah. one 0 we'll, we'll, we'll win tomorrow. What tonight? Two 0 Two 0 Yeah, Everton. Yeah, <laughs> just got to clarify. I was going to leave it open. Going to leave it open just so I could take credit for the two nil. <laughs> Gary, we'll start. We'll start with you with the Reds. Liverpool two, Tottenham one. Paddy Kane, minute one, start booing or <laughs> don't be ridiculous, Mills. <laughs> I know you'd love that. Like you'd love to hear them boos coming across the telly, but no, no. We, we, sh- we shocked by that. That doesn't happen quite, off, quite uh, often. Quite often, I feel. I Newcastle's done this season, but yeah, a bit in general, like. Uh, just a bit more disappointed by the, the sloppiness of it. It was a goal that we didn't need to concede. But at the same time, as the game went on, I, I didn't really feel in any danger. Of, you know, it, it, it was one of them games we, we totally dominated. You know, they had the, the odd chance, you know, the, the Son one-on-one where he hits the bar and stuff and, you know, a couple of little half chances that they had. But we also had them chances, the Marnie header, and, and, you know, we, we had plenty where people say they could have scored, we could easily have had a few. Before you do move on, were you surprised at how early Tottenham started time wasting? It was ten minutes in; they were time wasting. We weren't even ten. ten it was five. Two. <laughs> yeah. So the next time, me watching it as a blue, I was surprised. Basically, by it. the next time they got the ball after scoring, they were time wasting. That was it. Mm. Um, 
Yeah, I was a bit surprised to be fair because I thought, you know, they, they did come out. They looked like they had the, the bit between the teeth and they, they wanted to have a go at us, which, you know, that that is where we've come a bit unstuck sometimes this season against certain teams. And, you know, they got the goal early on. I'm sure if they'd have carried on the way the, the way they started, it probably would have been a harder game for us. But as it was, as you say, they, they started time wasting and it was like, if this is all you've got, then that, I think that's probably adds to the fact that we why I weren't really as worried at 1-0, even at half-time at 1-0, the, the way the game had gone, I, th- I thought there's only one winner in this game at the moment for me. And as, as, it, as it happens, it, there was only one winner. Yeah, I mean, like, I, I think their goal, you know, we've gone up the, up their end and had a good chance ourselves yeah, and nearly scored. And mm. then it just flips around, you know, when they, they score on the break. I, I, I agree with Gary. There was never a point in that game where I was watching it thinking Spurs are proper building a taxi here and, and opening us up and stuff. It just didn't feel like one of them games at all. I was very surprised at how poor they were. I know they've had a poor run of form, but I was watching it thinking... and I, I didn't even think we were great in the first half either. I thought we had loads of chances, but we weren't, we weren't, we weren't playing with any sort of incisive attack or anything like that. But we had the better of the chances in the first half, and I was just thinking, this is a matter of time before we end up getting level here. And then there would have only been one winner. After yeah. half-time... We were a completely different animal. Gone like, are the days as well where we, we have them games. We Say two years ago, we'd have had that game and you'd have been thinking at our time, oh, it's going to be one of them days here. We're not going to get a goal mm. and it's just going to fizzle no. out 1-0. It's just a matter them of time. Them days are absolutely gone. Now, we're, when, we're on, when we're on it like that and you can see the chances coming, it is literally just, we, we'll get a goal here. It's just when it comes. Yeah, yeah. but they, Their game plan, they said on Sky as well when I was watching it, they were saying to you, especially in the first 15 minutes, they were saying to you, get us centrally. You, you just can't get us centrally. And the funny thing was, you just didn't. You just were just that good to overcome their game plan with your wing-backs. Yeah, but they, they looked at you. could definitely see that they were trying to exploit the Lovren, Trent Alexander-Arnold sort of area, yeah. which every team seems to do. You know, that's that's obviously... We, we take that, we accept that, because with Trent, he's going he's gonna to get caught up the pitch and stuff. And, and with Lovren, you know, it was another game where I don't think he really covered himself in glory. I, I, I can't really understand. That was one of the surprises of... of of the team selection really is that and I think I said that on the on the instant match reaction Gomez seems to have felt behind Lovren now in the pecking order which I found really strange because besides like he has a really poor game again it was MK Dons wasn't it Gomez but other than that you know you you think that he was he'd be higher yeah, up the pecking order I, than Lovren like but I was off but you know what I might I think it might have been you no know, because he had a good game against Leicester, Leicester. Lovren I think maybe that he, he might be trying to build him up a little bit just so that he, he his confidence is a bit higher and he, he knows he's got a few decent games under his belt but then he was we poor, know, we he? know like as fans when you when you watch Lovren, he's got that game in him. Yeah, that's th- that's know. the almost the worst thing for Lovren, isn't it? When, when he is feeling that way, and he when fe- he feels confident, when he's focused and, it, and yeah. he feels like he's got something to prove, it seems like that that gets the best out of him. Yeah, and that was it. You seen that the Leicester game? I think I said like you know that was a game that I thought would be really really difficult for him up against Vardy, crafty operator, quick and all that. He can spin you, and he's done everything. And right. he's done everything right, but it didn't feel like he was playing with that sort of swagger that he tries to play with. He, it was like he was he was there saying, I'm, I'm going to stay concentrated. And he had the best game he's, he played for ages. As soon as he gets a little bit comfortable, he played there against Genk, got caught, you know, for the goal. And then he's in the team against Spurs. It's like he thinks, oh, I'm, I'm back, you know, I'm back, I'm the main man. I'm and then he just ends up having another poor performance. You just think, what, what is it with him? You know, he's just a weird, he's got a weird mentality. He seems to want to get into, and Kane, does it to him every time he plays against him. He wants to get him in them little battles, battles yeah. and he always falls for it and goes into them and he loses most of them. Yeah, yeah. And then once he starts getting into them, he starts running out of, out of his position, trying to win Edison's and not and his stuff. to win. Yeah, yeah. It, it's Fabinho's and Henderson's job to, to do things like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, and and that, that's where he becomes unstuck. And hopefully, for me now, 
next time Matup's not because I think Matup's going to be fit for the next game, yeah, like next league game anyway. Yeah. I'm hoping ne- next time he's not available, it's Gomez that comes in. Yeah, and I, I mean that's that was the interesting bit about the lineup. But but you know, like you were saying there, as you're watching that first half, I I, I actually thought the midfield looked a little bit weird. Ginny Wijnaldum was really anonymous, wasn't he, in that yeah, first half? It's and it's even Henderson, I don't think he had a great first half. He was, it was same, busier. It's the same thing again, though. Wijnaldum and Henderson, they don't seem to be able to play together. Yeah, it feels like that, doesn't it? It feels yeah. like they're, they're not really Th- jarring. This is the thing, it's weird. Like You, you start off by saying, you know, we've, we didn't really feel like there was any other, any other winner, only Liverpool, and we, we didn't feel in danger that 1-0 down. But at the same time, you could still see problems in the team. Mm. As you're saying there, Lovren, Henderson and Wijnaldum. For me, Salah, he's... he's Firmino, I thought Firmino was really quiet. Yeah, first he was we weren't getting Marnie yeah. in the game but, either. But when when Firmino was did actually have an input, he done something worthwhile. Mm. He was he may, he might lay it off to someone or he'll hold the ball up and let, and and then lay it off to Wijnaldum on the midfield or whatever. Salah at the moment he can't do anything right, but then he scores. Yeah, and I know that's obviously a great trait to have, and that's why he's one of the one of the best forwards. Scores a pen like yeah, yeah it, it was. But, he's but even in all the games, he's done yeah. that in every game. To be honest, he, he, yeah. the Gary's right. You know, it, he's going through games where stuff just isn't coming off. It's like he's trying too hard. Touch and he's killing, he's killing. He's killing loads of attacks. I feel like he's carrying an ankle injury, you know. You know that well, you know that ankle he was holding at the end. Well, he's got a said, lot of strapping around it. Klopp yeah. said, didn't he? He's, he's got this he's issue that, that he's still feeling it. And as the game goes on, he's feeling yeah. it more and more. It got a bit too much, then so we had to take him and, off. And that'll definitely have an impact on oh, on, the, on the explosive yeah. way that he plays. And, and terms, he used to he used to kind of come in, you know, he'd come in off the line, wouldn't he? And, and it'd be a burst of pace or whatever. He's on. He's sometimes going to when he's receiver, he's almost receiver under pressure so that he got away from the player quicker so it's definitely affecting mm. him running for balls and, and running into the channels as much and, that, he's and not that's doing a big that part much. of his work though, oh it, it is so I think yeah. that, that might but even, explain but even the little things are coming off from at the minute the little touches it's close control and that seems a bit yeah, off doesn't it like he'll knock it too far even, like. even little like five to eight yard passes that they're, they're not coming off he's giving the ball away loads and stuff mm. it's just I don't want. I, I I hope that is the case, and you know the little ankle knock that he's had. I'm hoping that is the the reason why he's off a little bit. And you know, I, I absolutely eat my words. Come next week, and he bangs it at perfect. You know, mm. hopefully if, if it is case. that type of injury, though, I, I think it's going to be unless he, he has like a, de- a bigger layoff. Has a decent layoff. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's not I, really going to change. He certainly it. won't play against against Arsenal, will he? But I don't think so. But I mean, you know, them sort of performances in the first half, as as you say, it was like we still. We felt well more com- like confident that we were going to win the game, but there wasn't any really standout, you know, really top draw performances in the first half. But the second half, I don't know what happened at half time. Apparently, Lovren's came out, I think, and said about the dressing room, and Klopp basically said, I love everything that we're doing. Just stay patient and it'll come. But there was a definite pick-up in intensity in that second half. We came out, and all of a sudden, we were beating Spurs to every fair, every second ball. We were on their touches. They couldn't live with us. You know. Bar on that son, son breakaway. Bar <laughs> that one break, yeah, which, you know, obviously, it goes in. It's a different. It's potentially a different game, but it didn't. And after that, it, I, I knew we were going to win that game. I know that yeah. sounds really sort of, you know, big-headed, but I was sitting there thinking it's just a matter of time until we win this game here because yeah. it felt like we were just levels above them there. You know, it was all of a sudden you could see the difference in, in how the two seasons have panned out in that one little moment of 35 minutes of the second half. We were by far and away, you know, a different team to, to Spurs. And it, it it was like it was like the first time I think I've seen us this season play at our level. If that makes sense, because I know we're, we're winning games and we've got a great form at the moment, but I don't think we've really sort of took it to a team and really and just looked way better than them. Yeah, but we did. Yeah, we we we. How many times this season have we said we're we're, we're at a stage in in our sort of development where 
we know how to get wins even when we're not playing well. We seem to say that every other week now. Mm. Whereas, as you say, in this one was we were we were at our level, showing how much better than Tottenham we, we are, and it it did show it. It got proved in the end by the victory. And I don't think I think even even Neville and, and Carrigo are both saying it that there's only one winner in this game, mm. and I think that was at one nil. You know, it's it's. It's just, it's great to see. It's, it, I, I hope this is now where we'll start putting these performances in and we'll kick on a bit in the season. And if we do, it's perfect time when, when you're leading up to that City game. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it, it, it was a massive win. You know, it, it, I think the message it sends out to go 1-0 down at Anfield, you know, where we've been so strong for so long. Um, obviously, you know, you've got that Man City game on the horizon. We've had a little bit of a, a bit of a poor performance against Man U and stuff. The message it sends out to come back from 1-0 down and win 2-1. I know, think that's it, a big thing. The fact that we've just dropped our first points of the season. Okay, it's a, it's a draw at Old Trafford, which in hindsight is not a bad draw. Yeah, yeah. It's a decent point. But it's the first time we've dropped points in the season. Man City then play before us and, and cut the gap to three points in the league. We're only 10 games in. The, the yeah, league table the point, doesn't really yeah, matter yeah, at the yeah. moment. But... You know, it's a little bit of a psychological thing. They've, they've closed the gap to three points and we've then got to go and play Spurs and we go one down in the first minute. As you're saying, it's, it is a, it's a it's a great sort of marker at where we're at. Yeah. That, that, that doesn't phase us and we'll get the job done and, you know, this is where we are at the moment. Yeah, and I think on the night itself, I think there was a couple of big performances. I mean, I mentioned there, like Henderson and, and Wijnaldum didn't have a great first half. I, I, I did think Henderson grew into the game. I thought he was much better second half. Wijnaldum as well, but I think Henderson had the better of it out of them too. But I think the one... Main mention for me, it has to be Fabinho. I said it on the instant match that I've done. I, th- I thought he was absolutely massive in there for Liverpool. I, and, and now I'm looking around just thinking, is there a better defensive mid in Europe? Never mind, just the Premier League. I think he uh, he's at that level at the moment. He's playing at that level. Yeah, you, you, he seems to be like the first name on the team sheet for us at the moment. Doesn't he? Certainly in that midfield, every week whenever we're, we're discussing teams, it's like Fabinho and who else. Mm. And that, that's the reason why, because he's putting them performances in. We can, even when we don't play well, he's one of the mainstays of the team who is who's putting a solid... Se- it's like what Milner has, has always done. He's putting a solid seven in minimum every week. Mm. You're never getting less than that. And But it's usually an eight or nine. But it's it's not even just that. It's an eight or nine. It's an eight or nine, not just on a defensive mid capacity. He's actually bringing forward impetus to our midfield, you know, that we're not maybe getting from other areas of the midfield. You know, he's clipped ball, a ball over the top there that, that we scored the goal from. But he just continually does it every time. Yeah. We watch him. You win a ball, he's on a front foot straight away. It's not he's a sideways pass, no, is it? It's always a forward not. pass. He wants to get it forward as quick as, which is it's, it's instrumental to how we play because how quick we are on the break and stuff and how quick we get the ball forward. And he's starting that. Now, it's not just coming from Robertson and, and Trent. Mm. He's sort of, he, he sort of played the same same level of the pitch because they play yeah, more yeah, as right yeah. wingers. He's, he's playing more up the pitch and obviously than the centre-halves. So, We've now got them three players across the middle who are sort of starting our attacks, and we've yeah, got yeah. the front three. We just need that little bit more from from the other two in midfield. Yeah, it just whether feels like something's not Whether quite it's right going to be from Henderson or whether it's going to be from Wijnaldum, Milner, Oxley, Chamberlain, Keita, whoever it's going to be, do we just need that? And if if that can if that can come into our game and start clicking. Yeah, it's not for teams. Yeah, and I mean, you mentioned Robertson and Trent there. I thought they had excellent games as well. You know, like Trent in particular. That, you're gonna get weaknesses, you know, defensively from him. He, he's a young kid. He's not. I, I still, you know, I maintain the fact. I don't think he's a natural right back. He, he doesn't. He's still learning the position and, and where to be and stuff. But I think, that, you know, he showed in that big game there at Anfield. He showed so much willingness to get on the ball. So much forward impetus. He was always an outlet. You know, his crossing, his deliveries. I know his set pieces weren't great. He kept it in the first man. 
you know, and I would have taken him off some of them set pieces. But other than that, I thought he was absolutely brilliant. And Robertson as well. You know, Robertson, again, was just, he, he's right, he feels like he's right back into top form. Yeah, I don't think he started the season very well. I think, I think I've said it on the podcast. He, he, I weren't worried by it because he was still playing probably better than most left-backs in the league. But he wasn't at the level that he was the season, last before. season. Yeah, yeah. But as you say, the, the last couple of games especially, he's certainly been a lot better. And, you know, the, the balls, the... the the pair of them, as you've as you've said yourself, there. I'm just gonna echo what you're saying. The, the balls that they put in, it's like especially Trent. He's like Beckham-esque. Yeah. That he's just unreal from different positions as well. It's not like the same ball every time. He's clipping some over. He's dinking some over. He's driving them in low. Every ball he puts in, it's, it's dangerous, dangerous every yeah. time. Even yeah. Gary Neville's raving over that on Sky yesterday. He was saying some of these balls he's putting in are just you can't defend them. He's putting he's putting them on the striker's perfect yeah. position. I think he was saying as well, weren't he? He's like crossing from uncrossable positions, yeah. like, you know, from poor <laughs> positions, and and they're just worldy balls. Yeah, yeah it, it is something you know special. And and as Mills pointed out before, they they set up to try and stop that. They wanted to try and make us play from the middle, but they, they've just got to a point where they're that good. You can't stop them. It yeah. All right, we'll force us out into that position. All right, I'll whip it in I, from I, here. I, to be fair, I think, well, you say that, but you, you, man, you showed the model that you can stop Liverpool they from them areas. I, I'll be honest, Gary, I, I think Tottenham were poor in wise areas. I think they got, they, they tried to push it inside, but they've done it so much. When the ball got, went wide, they didn't go and address the yeah, ball. They yeah. just allowed certainly it. On Robertson's side, certainly on Robertson's side, I think because Trent, obviously, he, he's certainly the, probably the best crosser we've, we've got on our team at the moment. He can put it in from them deeper positions more than yeah, what Robertson but, but can and stuff. Y- you need to recognise that, I think. There was none of pressure on the ball. The amount of times that Trent got it in any area. I mean, there was a bit more pressure in wise areas on Trent's sides. But the amount of times they just allowed him space yeah. and, and didn't seem to recognise it to back off even deeper. Because if, if Trent does get it in that inside right position, you should know. You don't have to watch the clips of your, your last four games to show how dangerous Trent can be in any area. Yeah, I think and, and they allowed him space, but then also didn't drop deep enough to, to not allow the space in behind to, get behind. to go in. Do you know yeah. what I mean? I think Man U, Man U, the thing is, if you're going to try and stop Liverpool's full-backs, you've got to go five at the back and you've got yeah. to use your full-backs really aggressively and that's what Man U done and it did shut us down. But, that being said, Spe- I didn't feel like Spurs done that to us at all. No, they, tried, they tried to use, rather than go five at the back, they tried to use Son and Eriksson, didn't they? Yeah. Eriksson didn't want to know. No, Eriksson looked, and, and even Ali, you're looking around, some of their big names just didn't turn that's, up there. That's what I was going to say to you, although I, I, I take what you're saying about Firmino and I can't disagree, he's been outstanding. He wasn't up to up against much from an attacking midfield perspective, was he? If, you do, if they'd have put Dumbelli in there, I think he would have had a bit more of a game on his hands, but... Deli Alley and Eriksson just floated in and out the game and they were no real yeah. heady for a defensive midfielder. It it's a bit of both, you know what I mean? It's like they, were, they weren't allowed to get into the game because he was on them all the time. And then, you know, even like when they've got like powerful sort of runners in there, like Sissoko, you know, he's, he is a powerful player, isn't he? And sort of, he was snuffing that out as well. He was like, he was he was everywhere for being, you know, and I don't want to take too much away from him and say it was because he was up against you know, no, players no, who didn't turn up. He, he it's got a, it's, it is easy though, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, I mean, when you look at last, last, last week at United, he, he did. There was a lot more players around him, wasn't there? Albeit, you know, you did change your shape. He did look a lot more uncomfortable against United than a lot of your players did. But you know, you're saying about the eight, he's getting an eight and nine every week. He wasn't great against United, and it was because they put a lot more pressure on him in and around the ball, and equally. Off the ball, like Pereira, even though he's not a he's not a yeah, they a used him like player. a like a utility into, ten, on a, but he on was a getting into good dangerous areas. Yeah. And Deli Ali was just nowhere. Yeah. He was like he was like standing alongside Harry Kane at times. You thinking what threat what are you going to be there? Yeah, I, I was surprised how poor they were. Um, but you know, 
I, I, I just thought, like, for me, it was just it was just a statement win, and it was a, a top second half performance where I was watching. I was just thinking, like, uh, you know, we can start. To, we we play like this in the next couple of weeks. I I just can't see anyone living with City included. You know, in that that second half, I thought we were absolutely quality. Real, real. Well, lots of games coming up though to play at that tempo. It's getting busy, isn't it for you soon? It is, but it's not like we've been playing at that from the start of the season. Do you know what I mean? I don't feel like we've been playing with a real high intensity, and that I'm not looking around thinking these players are, are going to be really, yeah, really done and in. I think, I think the main intensity comes from the midfield. That they're the ones who are doing most of the harrying. I know the front three do a lot of it as well, but the main, main. I th- I think they're the ones that get rotated. I, th- I think what yeah. Mills is getting at though, and this is what I was thinking from your last three games. Man United away, you play good for half a game, or he plays okay for half a. Game. Game first half, you were poor. Genk away, you weren't great for half the game, and then second half, you kind of took control of the game again on on Sunday. I know, I know, you probably, I wouldn't say you just as a poor half really, because you probably created more chances in the first half than in the second half. But second half was notably better yeah, than the first half. Yeah. It does seem as though you're kind of not managing to really. Yeah, I think I th- there's something in that, but I think you know, man, you aside, I think we got the tactic wrong, you no, know, the system wrong, as as we said on the podcast, and I think you know we did get. You know, Solskjaer got it, got it right, he, and and we got it wrong against Man U at the start. And it was only when we made the changes that all of a sudden we got into the game. You know, we mm. started playing more through the middle and and forced them to adapt to us. I think with Genk it was similar because then we reacted to what happened in the Man U game and went too attacking in the midfield. You know, like it was too loose, so like yeah, they were yeah. able to like Keep break and stuff. So there's been little bits of like maybe trying to get the right personnel and, and the right sort of approach for different games. He's got more options now, hasn't he? Yeah, yeah. With Keita back and Oxley well, Chamberlain. That's where I was going. Then you know we we've managed to get minutes in the legs of the likes of Oxley Chamberlain and Keita, and I'd be expecting to probably see both of them. That perfect, perfectly leads us into it. Who would you like to see in the team? Yeah, on, I, I want both of them in more so to get more minutes in the legs mm. and, and give the others a bit of a break. I'll be honest, I, 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 I'm not I'm not quite sure. I want to see if, like a, a Fabinho, Cater and Oxley Chamberlain midfield. I, 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 as, as good as it was against Genk and like you know to see us with all that attack I'm and option. Not necessarily saying Fabinho. Well, even so, I, I think say, it, was it, loose, it was too loose. It was too loose. I don't think he'll play um, against Arsenal, but it was too loose that even even if you put in like a Henderson or a Wijnaldum, they're going to be better than Fabinho in the holding midfield role. So. I, I'm not sure that I want to see Cater and Oxley Chamberlain because as good as they are carrying the ball forward and giving us an attacking impetus, I, I don't think they're quite well versed enough in the system and the way that we operate and the way that we play. Yeah, so maybe one of them I can I can fully expect. I, I, I actually think that we'll probably see maybe Henderson in the holding role, and then maybe a Milner and a, and a Oxley Chamberlain or something like that. I don't think I don't think Klopp will go with the, the midfield. Or even like the same sort of setup as the midfield that he did against Genk, because I think he said himself there was some really good stuff, but it was too loose. We were too open, you know. So I don't think he'll do that again against Arsenal and risk going out of the out the competition. So I'm I'm think- more inclined to see. I think he might start Oxley Chamberlain against his former club, but I think it might be alongside a Milner and a Henderson. Although I don't think Klopp would compromise a league game. Do you not think that he's had half an eye on this Arsenal game, thinking that Gomez is more suited to play against Arsenal with their quick forwards than maybe Tottenham? Possibly, but I mean. Is that something that he should be? No, but he said though. He said now, hasn't he? We should be playing. We should be competing on all fronts. Now we've got the squad to do it. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna kind of just bow out to competitions like I have done previously. Yeah, but I'm, I, I don't know whether he'd necessarily. Well, Gomez is definitely gonna play on Wednesday, isn't he? Wouldn't you think? Well, he is. Yeah. But why wouldn't he play him against Spurs? I don't know. I'm just. I'm just thinking. Like, like Gary said, he's had a good game against Leicester, Lovren. Therefore, you're thinking, is it a bit harsh? Then he was poor against Genk. Mm. So you know when he was at fault for the goal. But then you, you, but then you, when you know you've got two games coming in a week, you've got to think about two games, the both games, haven't you? Yeah, and particularly you're playing Arsenal, you're not playing like a, a championship side. You're playing or a, a side. That, 
Yeah, if <laughs> there could be something in that, I mean, obviously, we know Arsenal are blessed up front, you know, with, with pace, you know, with Aubameyang and, and Pepe and Lacazette. and Lacazette. So maybe there is something in that. Maybe you're thinking, I'm going to use Gomez in that game. And I think he should, to be honest. I, you know, I'd, I'd prefer to see Gomez start in that game. I wonder. Gomez and Lovren. Well, that's what I was going to say. <laughs> oh my I word. wonder whether he'll start Gomez and Lovren and give Van Dijk a break. Van will be licking his lips. No Van nice. Dijk and no Fabinho. You know what? I think that's yeah. harsh on Gomez. Probably as well, unlikely, you know? to be honest. I think it's harsh on Gomez because if, 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 if the game ends up, I don't know, 3 1 or 3 2 in, Arsenal, in Arsenal's favour because it's a lot more wide open at the back. It'll probably naturally lead to our oh, Gomez isn't you know what I mean. Yeah. Whereas the, the um, thing is, I'm watching Van Dijk at the moment, and as good as he's still playing, because he is, he's still playing like you know at a level where you think the game looks easy to him. I do, st- I do think he hasn't quite been as assured. Yeah, he's this not at the season. level as he was last year. No, no but and he's there's, a, there's an element of tiredness. I think, in, as in, a lot of people have said though, because he's playing, he's having to cover more ground because yeah. you're playing a higher line. And, and I think and there's, and there's an different. element that he might be a bit tired. You know, where he might need a blow. Obviously, he plays for Holland and all the international games yeah, as well. So he doesn't get that break, and he doesn't. Ever get a blow for Liverpool if he's fit? He plays every game. Well, he will do second half of the group in the Champions League if you just go through. There's two games. Yeah, there. yeah, but it's you know it's whether do we look at the Arsenal game? I don't know. I don't think he. As Gary said, I can't see us resting Fabinho and Van Dijk out. Um, and does, I think does Adrian come back in or do you keep getting more I, minutes in Alisson? I think Adrian will come back in. I think Adrian. Yeah. Mm. I think I think he's earned it as well. I think he deserves to be able well, to feature in some sort of competition. Although for it's Liverpool although it's season. not a reflection on Alisson, he's having kept a clean sheet since he's come back. Have you? Well, no, but uh, it isn't a reflection on him. I'll, I'll be honest. <laughs> it, it it isn't. <laughs> Millsy was smiling there. <laughs> Millsy no. was grinning. Since he's come back, Matip hasn't played either. Yeah, all I want is Millsy to start criticising Alisson. That's where it's so hot. Maybe he'll score on a derby in a few weeks. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but I, I fully expect Adrian probably will come in. Um, and but there will be rotation and changes, and it might be a game where Salah does get rested and the league gets oh, gets a run out. Definitely won't see Salah on Wednesday. And then you know he just wonder he wonder what what the midfield will look like, but I I, I just can't see Oxley Chamberlain, Kater, and say a Henderson as the holder or Wijnaldum as the holder because it was so open against Genk. He's played a few younger players in the last round. Do you not really expect to see any of them this? this I think round? you'll I think can you'll Harvey, see Elliot. Can Harvey Elliott come back in now? Has he saved yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, he's, he's allowed to play. I think yeah. Um, I, I, he might feature. He might he might play actually with Salaby. You know, I think he'll play him instead of Salah. Interesting one. Yeah, just, instead just, of Salah. Like back. No, he's, no injured. he's still injured. He's gone to. He, he flew back to Switzerland. How's he injured? What's he done? No, he just has mystery illnesses, doesn't he? Mystery <laughs> injuries. Has he, has he even played he's, games? He's, to gone, be he's gone to Switzerland to see a specialist over. I, I think it might be his knee, mm. but I'm not certain. I think it might be his knee. But yeah, I, I think I'd like to see Harvey Elliott in the in that team. I'd, you know, especially if he's going to play for me. You know, Armani. Be interesting to see him alongside him because that's that's where you want to see how he performs. Yeah, you no, know, he's top, done well last time. Players. He did. He played very well. You he know, probably man of the match. But you want to see him with the the sort of first eleven or as much as the first eleven as possible and see how he performs. Then if he, if he clicks with them and you know there's no reason why he can't based on his last performance. Yeah, I thought he he was really good, really direct and really confident and stuff. So maybe something in that. Yeah, absolutely. Like give him a go and and, and see what he's got. Do you know what you're talking Arsenal? Eh? What did you make as Granite Xhaka? Oh my god! Was I was amazing. just going to say, Unai Emery, Unai, Unai Emery's under a lot of pressure now for them. He is. He for those, is for those who didn't see it, he, he got subbed off, and, and what he'd done was he, he said to the crowd, he raised his arms no, up so what to happened? carry on getting booed, they were booing him. No, 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 no. What happened first is they, they clapped when they made the sub, and it was yeah. a cheer when his number got brought up and Saka got brought on. And a lot of Arsenal fans have been on like talk towards saying, "Look, I was there. The cheer was for we wanted an attacking midfielder on." And we had like two defensive midfielders in there, Gendouzi and and, and Jacker. So the cheer come up first for that. 
And as he was walking off the pitch, he started he doing that, that, raising yeah. his arms, say, go on, then keep clapping. And then he started booing, and then he cupped his ears, say, go on. And he, he walked slower, so it was 2-2. Two, two. But then There was a bit of urgency, walked he, slower, then cupped his ears but again. But you could see what he said as well. He told you basically... Yeah, he's, he's done the F off. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. off, and then obviously rips his shirt off and throws it down. Gary, he's done a proper well, Hulk Hogan, he, honestly. He got, <laughs> he got <laughs> hands to the ears, but shirt he's, off. He's, he's club <laughs> captain as well, though, isn't he? He's he got voted yeah. by the club, by the players to be club, because Unai Emery famously... Well, it's not famously, but he, he basically said, I'm asking all the players to vote on their club captain, mm. and they voted for, for Xhaka. So it puts him in a really awkward position because the players have voted for him. He's, he's give that kind of reaction to the fans. He's got to show some some clout now, hasn't he? And go, listen, you're, you're out until further yeah. notice. Well, I think he has said, hasn't he? But now we have to review you know, the decision. You'll have to make to him make a, make a public apology, oh, yeah. sure. And then do time in the reserves or something or with their, mm. their charity or whatever. I mean, he's a very limited player, isn't he? But you can tell why, you can see why maybe he, he's got he's got them leadership characteristics and that he's got he's got a fire in him, and he yeah. loves it, he loves it, he loves a battle on it and a, you know booting someone on that. But he's a, he's a pretty limited player, isn't he? Do you know what you Terry's know, saying there? He's, he's got he's limited, but he's got fire. Remember Snyderland got booze on? Didn't do nothing back to us. <laughs> limited but no fire. Yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> Just ran on. Mills desperate for fire. He's got no redeeming <laughs> qualities, doesn't <laughs> he? <laughs> Apart from replying to nice messages on Instagram and, and taking families to match. Predictions League last Saturday. How was it looking? Oh, nice one for asking me, Millsy. I'm I thought it was on you, Judgy, sorry. No, no. It, it, I mean, ju- on, on my, just to leap to my own defence, I had 2-1 Everton and, and that's uh, that's on Varda. <laughs> and he had 2-2 two, 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 two Liverpool. So that's, that's on, on Son. Son. <laughs> that's on Son, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I believe Swifty's top five. Some people had good results on the weekend, didn't they? Yeah, there was quite a few who got the, the Liverpool result correct. Nobody predicted Brighton to win, which is, I think, a few people got suckered in as well. I Man, about Pellegrini's fault. Yeah. Um, Steve Smith's gone back to the top of the league. I'm not sure if he was last week, but he's certainly back there now, joint top with Matt Jones. Um, I'm still sitting there in third, just com- coming up the outside. Uh, Judgey is. Coming up the outside. <laughs> Judgey is, well, he's second bottom. But strictly speaking, by, virtue, be, by yeah. virtue of my rules last year, which was yeah. more correct score lines, means that yeah. you're, you're rock bottom. You're the only one I'm in not the rock league. Rock bottom. I've got you're the same points, not rock bottom. Is you're it? the only one who hasn't had a, a single score line correct in the league so far. That's on Marco Silva, that one. E- yeah. Even <laughs> Alan Myers, uh, even the other Blues have all got one. Yeah. I think that must have been <laughs> a Liverpool e- result. E- even Craig, when he says 3 1 every single week. Yeah, <laughs> well, that's, that's just, um, what's it called? Um, probability, innit? Well, gonna, you know, eventually get one right. But yeah, we will. We will obviously have all the all the uh, tables up every week after each after each um, game. Yeah, game week ten. Sorry, fancy footy. I think it was you gonna you you're looking to me for Mills, or you should have been looking to me for. And I'm just about to get that now. We're sixth. We're sixth in the league, and it's the same top five that we've had for the last few weeks. So Wayne Kerr's still top. Uh, sorry, Wayne Kerr's FC is top of the league. Who's Mark? Which is Mark Williams. I don't know where he gets that name from though. Someone left it a Wayne Kerr and Elias FC. Well, just <laughs> take the Y out and tell me what it is. Jesus, <laughs> tell, you tell you what, if that was on the WhatsApp group, that was in the proverbial uh, fishing rod. Fishing rod, yeah. Pricey's Blues uh, second, so Neil Price in second, and then we've got uh, Paul Lavin, James. Guzan, apologies if I spelled that wrong, and uh, Alan, I'll pronounce that wrong, and Alan Rogers is in fifth, and it's not the Alan Rogers who used to play for Tramia, who believes not your best mate, Terry. Not um, mine. They're, they're, they're in fifth, and we're in sixth, so we're only 30 points, I think, off top, so not too bad, still got a with chance. With that handicap as well? Yeah, with that handicap. Blues, well, it? you know, it, it, the handicap was even worse, because I didn't take um, Adrian out. <laughs> Adrian was still <laughs> in goal. 
So we had Adrian in there. We more points. What yeah, Evan plays have we yeah. got in there? Uh, Richarlison, uh, Luca Dean, and uh, Dominic Calvert-Lewin. Oh, OG against Dean as well. Yeah, that's it, that didn't help, but Calvert-Lewin made up for it. So, And Richarlison, I think, got an assist because he was... Oh, no, Dean got an assist and an own goal, so I think it balanced itself out. Yeah, so on a right. social media across the park, PC and Instagram guy is going to throw that up so you can all have a look and see see how, how we're doing. Uh, based on the success of the of the Everton nights that we did in June with Neville Southall, we've got one coming up with Michael Ball um, in November twenty second, a Friday down at a cool little venue, Double Liverpool in the Netherlands. Judge, you looking forward to that one? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Th- good a uh, good little venue, very very small to be fair, but and I think that'll be a benefit to anyone who comes along. It's going to be very really intimate. Um, so it's not going to be like where you're sitting at the back and you're not going to hear anyone. He's mm. going to be, you know, probably no more than ten feet away from you. Um, and the, and the benefit is that the food's obviously great in there, and they've got Mao Mao on draft, which is the delight in at Mills. Yeah, mm, love, love, a few love of them. That. But yeah, we can obviously uh, we can obviously um, say how good the food is, and we do every week. So that that'll be worth coming along. But Michael Ball's never done a proper live show like this. Mm. He, he's really nervous about it, but equally he's got a lot to tell that he hasn't that he hasn't told before mm. over a, you know this period of time. So, no, I think it'll be a great night for Blues. Uh, really affordable, you know, 20 quid to, to come and sit and, and, and chat, talk Everton. Have a few beers, Everton nights, <coughs> the best pizza in Liverpool. You know, why wouldn't you go down? It's, it's Friday, 22nd of, of November, across the park, podcast.co.uk. Go to the top of the website and click events, and there's a secure payment method there to get your tickets. But they are going to go quick, so you know, act quick. We've only got a few left, I think. Yeah, looking forward to it. One thing I'm not looking forward to as much as Tottenham at home on Sunday. They may have been beat by Liverpool, just gone, but that's a, that's a seriously good team. And are we ready to play a team who are that good? Well, they're ready to play us. I believe it's 11, 11 games, 11 away games since they last won. Enter Everton. Exactly. Um, I mean, <laughs> Got a do, do you know what I mean by that though? We, we haven't played. We played City. We've done us and Tottenham are a level up again from teams that we've played. What from City? <laughs> no, from uh, apart from City, who we yeah. played this season. Tottenham you know what, are you know a what, level up. What I will say though is, is like Wolves, West Ham. They're probably in a, in a similar position to the, certainly to West Ham in the league. They've been our better performances at home. City, City are a, a different level. I think when, when certainly when you're playing with the best. So I don't think you can really measure them against the other teams, probably to a certain extent down across the park as well. If it wasn't a derby match, them two, it, just the league, but league shows it. It's a free, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, Leicester are up there as well, aren't they, to be fair? But I think I've got che- a bit Chelsea of confidence. Chelsea sort of half-crashing the party as well. Yeah, seven wins on the bounce, I think, aren't they, Chelsea? A bit, a bit of momentum, but you, you, you talk about soft underbelly, I think they'll probably fall into that category eventually with, with Tamori and mm. Zuma at the back. When you can see the two in the last yeah, three yeah, minutes or something at yeah. Burnley, yeah. I think I think they'll come unstuck eventually. But you look at look at uh, Tottenham's away games they've had this season. They drew two two at City, two two at Arsenal, and only got beat two one and two two one by Leicester and Liverpool. And both of those games, they went a goal in front. <laughs> if they go a goal, a goal in front against us, you can't see us pegging them back the way that Leicester and Liverpool have. I think that would be worst case scenario to go one nil. Harry Kane one nil in the first ten minutes or something because. Yeah. Well, it depends on the Wofford result on Tuesday. We're recording this before that, so we don't know, you know, how we're going to go into that game. We could be going in flying, or we could mm. be going in, you know, pressure on. But regardless, I think a one nil early doors, and then we get restless. You know, we can't up getting restless. Whatever Tony is, that's what we do. <laughs> you know, we get restless that the players pick up on it, and all of a sudden it could it could become a long a long afternoon. I'd love to see us fly off the traps like like the West Ham home yeah. game where it was pressing. The crowd were with them straight away. You, you know, you score quite early. You miss a good chance before that. I'd love to see that Sunday. You know, just to, just to 
out of traps and hit them. Yeah, and, and it counts on like we were speaking about before. We, we, we've been missing a lot of chances in games. We've got to start taking them chances, particularly against the likes of Tottenham, because mm. they get similar chances. I mean, I know the, the Son missed one, but they only really had those two chances. They came one that he scores, and, and Son's that he hits the bar. He's very unfortunate not to score. So they're pretty clinical. You know, in Son and Kane, they've got two players who are very, very good. Can you see us allowing positions. them to have the ball more? Um, and sort of maybe relying on the press and the quick counter. Opposed I think to we might have to. Yeah. I think if you look at their midfield, if they bring uh, uh, Dombele back in, you know, and they've got uh, Soko, who's pretty physical in there as well, but they've got Eriksen, they've got Deli Ali, they've got good technical players and players who are very comfortable on the ball. We're missing a lot of players in that department. We're, we're missing, you know, Bernard, who, who is a player who does help us to, to gain good possession mm. and, and to keep it and to, you know, to obviously. Um, He's a lot more comfortable under pressure, so taking him out the side, and you know you're looking at Gomez. Gomez is obviously decent, but ahead of him, the rest of them are, are very. The, the more suited to the counter attack, aren't they? Richarlison, mm. Awobi, um, Dominic Calvert-Lewin, or Moise Keane. They're all they're all quick and physical, but they're not particularly. Uh, you know, they, they wouldn't really thrive in a possession-based team. Would yeah, they? it's it's not a slow it's not a slow build, is it? it no. It's a quick. Let's get a forward. That, I mean, going back to what we said about the Watford game, we, we said that Sigurdsson may come back in. I'd be really inclined to keep a Wobie in the number 10 and sort of yeah. build it around that because against West Ham and certain times against Brighton as well before he had to go on the left. For the yeah. first time in ages, we looked in the, in the middle like a threat. Yeah, if we play a number 10 though, you're like, who's going to go in on that left-hand side though without... It would have to be Bernard. Richarlison. He's got to go on yeah. the left and you and you either give it the share to Lewin again or you bring Moise Keane in. I'm, I'm, I look at... Uh, Walcott didn't do much on Saturday but his performance against West Ham which was, you know, massive improvement to what mm. we've seen before, would probably still be enough, providing he doesn't have a, you know, he doesn't have a car crash of a performance against Watford. That probably still is enough to keep him a shirt on the right hand side. Silver does seem to to like him, particularly when we're playing against the sides who do like a bit more of the ball, like West Ham did. He played him against City or he started him against Man City. You 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 probably imagine that he will start against Tottenham, mm. and for that reason, if Sigerson doesn't do something miraculous against Watford, there wouldn't be any reason why you wouldn't have. Richarlison from the left, and then potentially it's Calvert Lewin up front. It, it doesn't seem like, you know, such a slow mm. kind of front four, does it? If you if you if you you list all them four, but again, it's hard, isn't it, when you're looking forward to a game when you've got such a pivotal or a important game, you know, yeah. coming up tomorrow as well. Um, the goal you can really look to, look to is is the way as a team that we might approach the game, which which like you said, I think it'll be on the counter. There was a few times last season, I, I think. Tottenham away was one of them and City away was another where we went sort of three at the back and he relied on wing backs. Us losing Bernard and Richardson being and Wobie being an integral so far in the centre, would you be surprised to see sort of a three five two reliance on wing backs on Sunday or even Tuesday? Um I think if you're gonna do it, you'd do it Tuesday against a Watford team that haven't been scoring many goals. I think it's a risk to to play a back three against Tottenham for the first time, uh, unless there's been a lot of work that's gone into it in the training grounds. I mean, mm. again, when Silver came in, he he, he was a, a manager who had played a back three at Watford. He played a back three at Hull. We haven't really ever had three centre backs mm. playing well enough to play a back three, have we? Mm. I mean, if anything, Holgate's more suited to a back three. You'd probably suggest that Mean is more suited to a back three. Michael Keane, I'd, I don't like the idea of him being in a back three. Um, I'm just thinking with with a sort of spit and feathers there about who plays where. Is it time for a change of formation, a system, maybe even a diamond, a four, 
well, that, four and a bit you of seen diamonds. the diamonds? Oh, that was the diamonds at, at Brighton for that last fifteen minutes, mate. Mm-hmm. That that was a diamond. And and the the, the the issue with the diamond, which is what you find is Brighton is there's just bags of rooms on the channels. If your fullbacks push on, which is what um Sadibi's on there, the whole side of the pitch, unless your midfielders are used to playing in that in that shape where you know they have to drop in and cover, it's just wide open. So Gomez was the only player who dropped in who was playing to the right of the diamonds against Brighton for the last 15 minutes. He was the one who ends up having to chase him. He's going to have to do a bit more work on who plays in that that diamond if he's going to play it again. I'm just, like I said, I'm just thinking with a sort of not... not we can't name an 11, can we, at the minute? Not for Tuesday or Saturday. We, we don't know. We could say as Marco Silva for not knowing his best 11. I don't think me and you could say it right now because no, we're a bit unsure as well. So it was ever, ever a time to change things around. Is it? Is it now? Yeah, well, it's it's easy saying that as fans, isn't it? And going change it, change it. But equally, as a manager, you're going well. I don't want to upset it's upset the side too much because again, regardless of you know what we spoke about the game before, we spoke about the Brighton game. Sorry, it was still on the whole a pretty good performance. So we'll still be looking at it thinking we didn't do too much wrong there. We've got to address the mentality. We've got to address how we. You know how we approach the game when we're when you know we're in adversity. Um, but aside from that, it wasn't a bad performance. So I don't think he'll be of the mindset to thinking let's completely throw the, you know, chuck it all out and start again with the mm-hmm. system. I think when you're winning games, is the time to maybe experiment with different systems, to you know horses for courses against different opposition. When you're losing it and and when or when you're losing games and when you know the rubber the green isn't quite going for you, you don't want to completely you know, make the players look like you just clutching at straws do you know what mm. I mean I think when you're winning games and the players have got your back and they're believing in what you're doing and what, what and what you're doing on the training ground is coming off I think you can throw the odd different formation in there and the players will buy into it I'm not sure this is the time right now I've got an answer for this and it's, so I'm not setting you up for four because we'll do instant match reaction on Sunday together is a draw a good result on Sunday for Everton is, is it a good result in the normal scheme of things probably but looking at their looking at their away records and looking at you know what we were hoping to do at the start of the season, no, it's not. Um, you, you play any team apart from Man City, Liverpool, and potentially Chelsea. I don't know. You, you probably just say Man City and Liverpool. Every other team at home, we should be beaten. Uh, away from home, I, I don't. You can say that with any conviction because we haven't had that in the past. But we've done it last season. We beat we beat the top sides at home. Aside from those two, mm. um, so no, I, I don't think it's a good result. But you never know. beat Spurs at home last season, did you? You got tonked by Spurs. No, but no, I know what I'm saying is we beat we beat the sides up there like, towards the end of the season. We beat um, we, we Man United, we beat um, Arsenal, we beat um, Wolves. It was it was Tottenham and City, the two teams who came to Goodison at the, the top echelon, and, and done us. Mm. The other ones were I think Leicester. Newcastle and Watford got points at Goodison, but mm. all in all, they, they were the two. They were the two teams that came and really, you know, sort of, sort of, sort of stamped and, and beat yeah. us. I, I think a draw would be a good result for Everton. I'll, I'll go on. I'll say now, so I'm not, not stitching you up. But what I'm worried about is I, I don't want to see Everton play for the draw. Let, let's make that clear. Is Marco Silva thinking now? Mm, you know, set up for a draw. I think possibly? you can set up for a draw. I think you can set up for that against. Not unless you're a team that's so well equipped with depth and, and experience and, and know how and now so you just can't settle for a draw. And even the experience of the coach and the manager, I think he's got enough in his in his locker of previous experience of going, This is how we're going to play against this team. I mean you look mm-hmm. at like Terry just said we and you just said we got we got tongue by them last season. Going in, setting up for a draw, you're only gonna get beat. 
we started against City like that, and them scoring was the best thing that happened to us because we opened up. Then uh, mm. City scored up until it's one nil City. We were very cagey, and like you come at us, and we'll just hit it out for the throw and hope for the best. It's not in it with a young side, but we're not using any of our actual tools to our advantage, are we? Mm. It's a it's a fairly young and energetic side that we've got when we when we play a certain mix. Obviously, when we don't play the Schneiderlin, Sigurdsons, etc. But when we've got a team similar to the one that started on Saturday, the big advantage we've got in our corners, we can probably outrun most teams, most mm-hmm. teams. And I, I, I even put Tottenham into that bracket. I think they're a little bit, they're a little bit, um, again, weak when it comes to, the, the, you know, actually covering ground. Um, you know, Deli Ali shies away from it. Ericsson doesn't really do a lot of running. Harry, Harry Kane obviously doesn't have to, but Danny Rose tends to run out of steam quite quickly. The two centre-backs are quite barely aren't they mm. um, again they don't, they're not a team that really you know strikes me as, as a team that is going to is going to bully you and it's really going to run you off the pitch where I think we can we can run teams and stretch teams by pressing them like we did against West Ham I'm thinking selfishly from his point of view is he looking at a, a quarter fi- let's get into the quarter final and draw with Tottenham and then we just yeah, but I, yeah and I don't think he'll see it as a bad result and again in the scheme of what we've what we've done so far this season, the draw isn't a, isn't mm. a bad isn't a bad result, but I equally don't think you can approach the game and say we're looking to try and draw or or even set up subconsciously to, for a draw. I can't see how that. I mean, I mean Brighton, Brighton arguably was have went into that game against them thinking a draw is a good result here. They went out and won a three nil, but I think they've done it by kind of setting traps for, for Tottenham yeah, and hitting yeah, them on yeah. the break, trying to lure Tottenham into it. And if that's his approach, luring them into a false sense of security, waiting for the full-backs to go and push high up the pitch, because they've got a lot of possession, and then hitting them on the break, that is a tactic that, that will work against Tottenham. But I think playing for the draw and setting up with a lot of defensive players for that draw, I don't think that's going to wield any success for us. What, what, what midfield will you go with here? Because I think... I know you, you've sort of mentioned that you might see like a, a Schneider come back in, like a sort <laughs> That's of. The thing, yeah. I think it's a game for Delph, personally. I think you, you need that experience, and he, he'll want to show that he, he can, he, you know, he, he's featuring in these big games at home against Spurs. That's surely he, where you get something Delph out of him. Delph is as guilty as anyone this season. He's not, he's not co- covered himself in glory, Delph, and we've had a lot of games on on telly this season. He's not covered himself in glory. He's very. You see, you see, I, I, look, I, I've never seen Delph over a long period, even at Man City. He was in and out, and so sometimes left back, and you don't notice left back in Man City's team. I'm seeing him now, and I'm, I, I hope I'm wrong. I'm not seeing what I hoped I'd see. I, I'm not seeing a lot. He's, he's very sort of, what's the word I'm looking for? Hollywood. He seems to have come from Man City and been like, this is going to be a doddle. And I don't know. He's, he's very clever in, in, in a way that he, he can give fouls away and break up play and things. Experienced players will buy you a few minutes, but. He also seems the type of player so far to me that when you're giving him the ball, it's like, what have you given the ball for? Because he's not doing nothing with it. Mm. You know, so I don't think... I think he's, definitely, he's definitely flattered to deceive so yeah. far. Yeah, I think he got man of the match against Wolves, you know. I One think of his early games. His game, yeah. gave him man of the match, but and I think it was a game, again, where our attacking players were, were putting chances away and, and Wolves were a little bit hungover from, yeah. Yeah, from a Europa League game. So it probably did make him look a lot better than, it, than he was on that, on that given day. I think... A Delph or someone of that, that again the Delph that we were hoping to get, and the the Delph maybe that played against Wolves and produced that performance. It could be a game for him, but there's a lot of players in our squad that fall into that category. Of if he plays as well as he can do, then yeah, it's a game for him. I just like the way I look at it is like Gomez is fit, isn't he? So 
Yeah. Gomez, Davis, and, and Delph, I think, is probably your best three. Yeah, but I, I'm, I'm scared of Schneiderlin. I'm, I, can, I can honestly see him playing Schneiderlin. said no one ever. <laughs> I, can, I can see him playing Schneiderlin, honestly. I just can't. I can see him saying, right, we got beat on Saturday. You've cried out for Davies. We got done. I know what's best. Schneiderlin's sitting. I think, and Spurs, you know, as Gary said there, like Spurs are there to be gotta. You know, yeah. I think if you've got energy and you've got hard running in you and you've got a bit of... A bit of, I think you do need a little bit of that sort of experience against the likes of a Sissoko and that. I think you know they're they're them type of players who are physical and stuff. And you need to know what the Prem's about and be up for it. You know what I mean and match them with that physicality. And that's where I'm thinking like a Delph just might have that little bit of something because he's just not getting that out of Snyder. No, <laughs> yeah. you're not. Absolutely not. So no, it, it's. I know what you're saying, Mills. We, we don't want him to come in, but I, I can see. Mm. I can see why you might think he, he he will come in. And and this is this is what I was pointing at before when we were talking about the whole. Where the blame lies is such a, a lack of depth there. It's it's ridiculous. The fact that you're thinking about those three midfielders you've just named then Davis, Delph, and Gomez, I can't think past them for the following game either. And when you know where do you where do you mix it up then? That's the reason why I think he's had to play four two three one so often because he can't just play the three centre mids and then roll them over and over and over again. They've got like seven midfielders over there to, to to rotate the three. Do you know what I mean? We've got. Four. Well, we let James McCarthy go, and I still think that was a bit in hindsight a bit early. It's another defensive midfielder, though, isn't it? And he hasn't with energy, though. He's kicked the ball with, for them, with though. the press. No, he's, he's played playing. a little bit. I think he was injured, but he's, he's played quite a bit. But he's someone who had to say, put him in Sunday. Mm. Like yeah, he did no, last season. We were always time, saying we? that, weren't we? And it, it just never really materialised for him. But yeah, just again, it's it, like we said, it, it is it is difficult to to, mm. to kind of point the finger of who's going to start because we don't know who's playing tomorrow. Um, what we do know is it's another massive game and it's a, it's a game that he's going to have to try get his tactics right but equally it's going to have to be a game that the players come out the traps and, and really go at Tottenham because uh, like Teddy said I do think they're a team that, that, that can be got at prediction I said a draw is a good result for Everton and I said I don't want to see us play for the draw but I'll go 1-1 one, one. <sighs> I was going to say this I'm, I'm going to say the same as well you know I'm going to say 1-1 one, one. Yeah, look, we'll, we'll have the instant match reaction myself, Judgey, and, and possibly Craig if he has a, enough beers to join us on Sunday after the game. Make sure you Tell join. You what, what about you joining us? None <laughs> of you have been with <laughs> me. Was only the last one I never met. Uh, no. You haven't been in an instant match for ages. No, I was at the, what was the game before last? No, you weren't. I was. The, the West Ham one? No, I the West Ham one. Don't know, then, before that, then before <laughs> that, then before <laughs> that, then before that. Before that. home games? No, well, listen, it, it's mostly me. You've, and you've got solo instant match tomorrow against Watford. Yeah, they have. <laughs> no, Kev will Ter- Ter- Terry-esque. Kev will be there. Graham them solo into the matches. <laughs> what do you think about that, Terry? Yeah, it was good. <laughs> yeah, that. It was great, that, yeah. Terry, good time to bring you in there. Villa away. Cricket score? Um, I, I don't think it's one that we can take lightly. You know, they're going to... Newly promoted side, you know, back in the Prem. You know, they're going to want to show up and, and do something against Liverpool yes, we were setting them up at Aston Villa. And yeah, I'm, not even, I'm not even crying this in. I'm just looking at it logically. You aren't... Yeah, all right, the form and... and the quality and the levels suggest that we, you know, there's no chance of a slip up. But there always is, isn't it? The Premier you League game could be ten. You wouldn't have told so Norwich to beat Man City. It can happen, you know. And, and if we take our eye off the ball and, and and don't focus and don't switch on, then it, you know you, you can get punished. In the Premier League, teams have got ways to accept Everton to to punish you. So, <laughs> <laughs> but um, but no, you know, obviously you fully expect us to go there and 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 get the win. But I don't. It's one of them games that it's coming before. You know, a game against Man City as well. Um, so it, 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 it it's going to be a tricky one because, you know, there's been a lot of chat and I think we'll probably, it's the thing to cover now. We're talking about Fabinho and how important he is to our game. 
he's on he's on four bookings. If he gets a booking in that Villa game, he misses Man City. So that's a bit of an edge scratcher for us because you know we we've been talking about it all today, all today on the group, haven't we? Like all, all yeah, the reds. I don't know what side of the fence. It's a I'm tough on one, here, isn't it? It's like I understand what Wanderlad is saying there with with like you, you've got to go and win your f- the first game. Yeah, that, that's what you've got to do, and, and to do that you want to play your best your best team. Your best team is with Fabinho in it. Mm. But at the same time, it's crucial that he plays in that City game. It is. It's so crucial, and it, and it, it, it's a real sort of head scratcher what you but do on so that. So there's your answer, isn't it? That's your answer. But what I would say though is, if we don't play Fabinho, we don't get me wrong, we should be able to get the job done against Villa without Fabinho. I think you know, so. Absolutely, we should be able to win that game. But say you say you go into that thinking that and it and it bites you on the on the backside and you don't win the game. Then it defeats the object of resting them for the City game because you've then lost no, points. No, no, but it doesn't because he's still available for the City game. Now you've dropped points if City, assuming City win their game in the same corresponding fixture where you're playing Villa, even if the worst happens, you're still three points ahead. But you've got your best team to play Man City, which in, in technically is a six pointer, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, but then on the, on the flip side, if we beat Villa with Fabinho winning, he gets booked. We're going into the Man City game six points ahead, minimum. <sighs> so it's the same. It's the same difference. Yeah, I, 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 the I, only other side to that is the psych- psychological thing. With if they were to come to Anfield and beat us, then without Fabinho, you know, I just don't know what. what it's a, what it's a really best. tough question. I, I personally think that you know, given that if you look around Fabinho aside, you've got Wijnaldum, Henderson, Milner, Cater, Oxley, Chamberlain, even Lallana. That there should be a midfield you can put together out of them even three. Lallana. A, a midfield that you can put together out of them three that can get the job done against Villa. you know, oh, And 100%. I don't think that's taking them lightly either because they're all all of them players are senior players. That you know, Three of them made up the midfield. That's to reach a Champions League final against Madrid. So it's not like it's, it's a slouch midfield if he's not there. Obviously, we're better with him in there. But, you know, playing against a, a newly promoted side, surely that's when you should be more aggressive. And then when we say, like, you, do you need to play like a really solid holding midfielder against newly promoted teams? I don't know. I think it's a it's, it's a tough question, and I'm I'm gonna there I'm gonna say myself. I think you'll get rested for the for the cup game against Arsenal, but I'd rather we try and basically start the game without him, and hopefully you know make it comfortable. And if you need to bring him on, you can bring him on. But I'd rather we didn't use him because I just think he's so crucial. We went to City last season, and we were terrible until he came on. Yeah, he, he was that important. He changed the game when yeah. he came on at the Etihad. So I I I just can't. Bear the thought that if he picks up a, a you know a book and especially now as well with the way the referees are desperate to do stupid decisions and all that, it just feels like I just I just worry that he'll get caught. You know they'll want to sort of make it a bit of a fight because that suits them more than us. Ah, just I, I don't know with what you're saying and the way you've picked him up and stuff and, and I say picked him up, rightfully so by the sounds of he you know he's really playing well and he's been a big part of the side. I think you've just got to keep play. You've got to play every game that you can possibly play. And I think if he's the player that he's a, and I know he's picked up four bookings, so that's just part of his job, isn't he? Putting fires out, he has to but make the other But it's four and ten, isn't it? That's what I mean. That's quite it? a lot, don't mean That's nearly one it, it two, is, every yeah, other game. It is. it is, but I just think you've got to take every game because imagine how much you'd be kicking yourself if you, if you drop Fabinho at the weekend just for the reason of the booking. City winning, you draw, and suddenly it's the, you know, the pressure is really on. I think you've got to play him, and I think you've I just, think got, to just got to win the game. And uh, you know, if you go 2 0 up. Then he maybe off, just yeah. take him off. Yeah, <sighs> yeah but uh, I, I don't know. It's a, I, I think or if he, maybe if he, if he gets like a warning off the ref where it's like next time you're in the book, all right, sound, come mm. off. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know why he didn't just pick one up last night. <laughs> <laughs> that was a solved all the problems. He'd probably get rest. 
well, you know, it's one of them, isn't it? Um, but I don't know. I think that's 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 the big talking point. Uh, you know, you don't want to look past Villa. You certainly don't. But I I, I don't think that it, it's whether Salah's going to be ready as well. Mm. Yeah, you know, it depends on how 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 bad that's actually hurting him as foot. You know, he's obviously going to want to play, and Klopp's going to want him to play against Villa. But you know, if he's not ready, he's not ready. We we've waited a bit longer for Matter. You know, we we all thought Matter was going to be playing yesterday, and mm. he he didn't make that. So might might be a similar thing with Salah. And if he doesn't play. Who do you want to see there? Because for me, Origi's not a starter. No, he isn't a starter. You know, the, and the more you see that, the more you just think he, he, he's definitely one for coming on. I, I like Origi. Li- I like Origi coming on off the bench. Yeah. I, I think he does a good job. He, do, he, he, you know, he gets us up the pitch. And if we need to, if we need to sort of stretch teams yeah, or just he, he does some it hard really well. into the corners, but yeah. he, he doesn't look like he's a starter. We, no. we st- I mean, you seen in the Newcastle game, wasn't it? I think it was Newcastle, wasn't it? When Firmino was rested, was put on the bench and. It's just not the same setup at all, you know. It's so it, it le- way way less dynamic dynamic sort of movements up the top. Dynamism, isn't it? When he, dynamism, yeah. When he's playing Arigi, so I agree with you. I don't know what if Salah isn't fit. I mean, what is the answer? We, we've seen we've seen Oxley Chamberlain play. No, I don't, wide, him I, wide. I don't want that. Either. No, no, no. It's not for me though. But it, it, it's a tough one. I mean, and obviously with the cup game and then and then the Villa game coming hot on its heels. It, it it'll be it will be interesting to see what what we do really. I, I, I don't know. Put Trent up there. It's a bit of a head scratcher. <laughs> I've been saying, give him a go in midfield, yeah. see what he does. It's just a centre forward instead. <laughs> ping them balls in the top <laughs> in. I can't believe how cagey you used to are being against Aston Villa away, picking up formations and players. Oh, I'd just be passing with your reserves. Mills, Shakiri up front, be passing. Mills, just wait for me prediction. It's <laughs> <See> how cagey <laughs> I am. Yeah, no, it's not. It's not that we're being cagey. We're not being cagey because we think you know <coughs> Villa are going to set some grand master plan and tactical. Masterclass to do us or anything. Not hearing this, we're going to go and beat them. We're well, going to go and batter them a little bit. I think, I think what they're going on about, there's a few dilemmas that surround selection up and, and and a lot of it's got an eye on the like dark feel, them, they're not losing. I feel I feel really sorry for them, don't you, Mills? You know, all, all those injuries are <laughs> piling up and minimum seven every game. We get a minimum four. No, eight or nine. He's an eight or nine every game. No, he is an eight or nine. You're right. Honestly, I thought he'd be. Honestly, like Aston Villa away, yeah, no problem. Well, yeah, you know, what I'm not, I'm not reeling you in. I'm saying that's what I expected. Well, of course you'd expect us to win, and we do expect to win. But there is some questions. It's like you know, if you'd had a, champ- a big Champions League game coming up after the Aston Villa game, you'd be thinking about team lineups, wouldn't you? So we, our next big game after that is City. Do you know what I mean? It's massive. If only, it's a massive if only game. we had those types of dilemmas. Violins. <laughs> 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 So yeah. it's I don't know where to play a full team against Wofford. Wondering <laughs> on the impact of, of extra time's gonna have on uh, on those three midfielders we've got. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it's that that's the, that's been the talking point for us anyway ahead of that game. But I, I, you know, I fully expect us to go to Villa and, and win the game. Absolutely, I do. Yeah, I do myself. It, it's it's one of them. I, I I know where he's coming from. You know, he's he's obviously taking the mick a bit because the the situation there in compared to what Liverpool are in and stuff. But Gary, I swear I'm not. I, I, I th- listen. If two City fans were sitting here now, I think if they're Villa away, they'd be like, "Yeah, no problem." I think United of 15 years ago, Chelsea of 10 would be saying, "No problem." Use a bit, still a bit cagey. Yeah, but I don't think it's so much the the cagey about the Villa game. It's so much as so much we are about the City game with or without Fabinho. Mm. That's what the, that's what we're talking about. It's not. We need Fabinho to win that you game. You play James Miller or Jordan Henderson sitting on Satya and beat Aston. Villa. I think so, and that's yeah. what I'm saying. I, I I've said that myself. I think we we probably probably should play a Henderson as the holder, which is where he played. You know, 
before we sign Fabinho. And then you can play a Milner or a Cater ahead of him. Or you can play a, a Wijnaldum, Milner, Cater midfield like we did at Spurs away last season and absolutely tonked them. Happy you know. with Milner, Henderson, Wijnaldum? No. <laughs> no. That, that's, that's the one midfield I'm not happy with. So, But, you know, I, I think I've said it. I think we, we did play Wijnaldum as the holder, Milner and Cater against Spurs at Wembley. When we first signed Cater, and it was probably one of the best midfields I'd seen. It was a really well-balanced midfield. You know, so... I think that there are options there, and I don't think it's something that we should be scared of making yeah. some changes. I, I in that just, middle. I just don't think Klopp would leave Fabinho out. Yeah, well, maybe not, maybe not, but we'll see. You know, stranger things have happened. And well, I, that's I it, and I won't. Don't get me wrong. If he does leave him out, I won't be like hands on head. You know, it's one of them. But whoever we the put out, is, as Mills has said, whoever we put out, we should be able to beat Villa. So, but the know. thing is, yeah. So you play Fabinho. What what <coughs> happens if does that take something away from his game? If he's worrying about the card. Does that limit his impact on the game? Possibly, yeah. You know, where he's thinking, I can't make that tackle or I need to hold back and not do something. And then, you know, you're not you're not getting him at his best tonight because he's got that in the back of his mind. He's going to miss probably one of the biggest games of the season if he gets booked. Fair point. Possibly. So Is that he one of those players, well? though, who commit a lot of fouls, Fabinho? Uh, no, he does, but not not like horrible booking. Like, I think it's just how he plays. Ones. He, he breaks up the play a lot for us. And he, he tends to do it really well. But obviously, now and again, you're going to... Catch the player, throw the ball, and take the man and stuff. So that, and because of the position he plays, it, it tends to be when they're sort of trying to break us down and maybe getting behind, or mm. they're on the break. So they're the ones that tend to be the buttons. Yeah, he'll take buttons, but he's, he's not. He's not like he doesn't do nasty fouls. You don't see him like throwing in proper ruthless challenges and he's getting cards left, right, and centre. But in that role, as Gary said, and the nature, he does go to ground quite a bit and he'll win the ball. You know, what a succession of fouls. And yeah, he gets just niggly ones. You know, little. Yeah. If, you, if you're the one who's breaking the play up all the time, you're in the ref. Mm. Minds, aren't you? He's got, he's got his eye on you. Know, he's, he's made another physical challenge there. It's like, mm-hmm. so uh, it's just a worry. And I, I just wonder, will it, co- as I say, will it compromise his game if he's thinking about that? And and then you know what I mean. It's you, are you getting him at his best? Then I don't know. It, it, it's a, it's a, it is an head scratcher. But I fully expect us to go and beat Villa, whatever team he put out. Is honest. What are you saying? The prediction, wise, Teddy. Um, I'm gonna say Liverpool three 0 Gary. Yeah, I'm think I'm hoping that. That game against Tottenham where we've sort of showed why we are where we are. It's going to go into that Villa game as well. I'm going to go 4-0. 4-0. So much for being cagey. <laughs> Judgy, last plug for the Michael Ball night. Down at Doe, November 22nd, a Friday night. Uh, across the park podcast.co.uk. The events page of the topic. We can't say enough. It's going to be a great night, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. As I say, it's going to be a bit different to, to most nights that people have been to because it's going to be so intimate. We're talking like 30 tickets. You know, there's mm. not, not going to be many people there. You'll be able to field and feel questions you probably wouldn't be able to to field in, in normal nights to, to, you know, an England international a player who's played more <coughs> more games for Everton than, than you know, he's in the t- I think he's in the top three or four for academy graduates in mm. terms of how many games he's played for Everton. So, proper Evertonian still goes the game all the time, cares a lot about current affairs, so mm. I'm sure he'll be, he'll be keen to share a lot of his opinions on that front as well with us. So, be a proper Everton night, and again, good food, good ale. What more do you want? Everton chat, exactly. Forget about Tottenham. Yeah, forget about, <laughs> yeah, forget about the game that's probably coming the next game, which will be to get us out of the bottom three or something. As always on Radio City on Thursday at 5 o'clock, Matt Jones' drive time show. A blue and red will be on. I think it's you, Gary, and it's is me. it you, Judgy, as well? Yeah, Gary and Gary. So, Gary and Gary are on a Thursday, and then we're back with the instant match reaction from Goodison Park on Sunday, and the Reds will join us back next Monday. Enjoy the weekend, guys. See you then.